Yo, um... You thought you were going to erase the world. Yeah. I thought I accidentally erased all my uh, GoPro SD card shit for this podcast episode. But... Uh, we're good. We're good. I did it not too long ago. I erased some footage. I was like, oh yeah, it's in the computer. But really... I never actually saved it to the computer. Damn. And I was like, that's cool. Clean out the card. And then I go back to like edit the footage and none of it's there. It's like, oh, there was a file sort of created, <laughs> but it doesn't really exist. We can't access it now. That sucks. Sad face. Yeah. Um, I just talked to someone about having, I think I was on a copy from Black Black, copy of the bat. I was like, yo, dude, like all this Corona fucking time off work, Corona layoff time. I'm like, dude, I have mad gopro footage from like through. from like four rallies shit that i just like have been way too lazy to do yeah queen city barons oh jesus uh upjet new york um that tampa Tangle. if you're like me you're just not gonna fucking do it i can find anything else better to do yeah. than sit in front of a television or a computer if like if i'm if there's a tv on in the house i'm over it i'm out yeah. i want to go outside i can't handle it a couple of richmond rides like I probably have like five rallies worth of footage that I haven't edited. People have forgotten those rallies have happened. I know. I don't even think it's, I don't know. It's just, it would take so much longer to go through that. I think I'm just going to go through them and do super rough cuts and just post them as is. And like, no like real editing, no like music or, you know, to just, make a legit video. Like, anti that. You heard it here first. Jason is now making silent films. <laughs> It's gonna suck, um, dude. Welcome to my Pin Money podcast. Um, Did you I, catch the hydrophobia yet? I guess we'll hit the intro music or something. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'll do that. Fuck it. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Touch your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like touch your flower. Is it moving? Like no, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Ashley's not here. Which is one of these. She's <laughs> self quarantining. She's leaving it up to me to go out in the world and dirty up my hands, and face, and feet and bring it back to her. She wants me to be the hunter gatherer <laughs> of the Rona. Of, uh, of the Rona. You're the only one in the house that can get the Rona. That's kind of a good move, though. I like it. Um, so Ashley's mom's high risk. He's got, like, know. you know, yeah, some issues. Yeah, that's a bad move. Um, so, Maybe they'll quarantine you from them, too. Well, yeah, with luck. <laughs> Dude, imagine the jerk-off time I'll have all by myself in the camper. Nothing to do. Um, sorry. One of the lines in that uh, Corona Rep song I did was, um, Pornhub's getting played out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jerking off's over, dude. It's boring. Boring. <laughs> well, your Netflix account, if you've been on TV, like, watching Netflix, it's real jittery. Out of shows. It's well, it's like the streaming isn't nearly as good as it used oh, to be. So everybody's fucking on it. It's like a little bit glitchy, a little bit catching up. It's like, oh, I mean, it's still really good. But and I heard the uh, the U.S. government was trying to like get in touch with Netflix to see if they could work out some sort of deal to like give people Netflix for a little bit. That, that didn't have it or something to entertain them. 
It's like, fuck entertainment, dude. All I need is you to put my mortgage, my credit card bills, my phone bills, all that shit on hold. And then I, I'm good. And then what? Yeah, and then I'm good. Like, I just don't want, like, it's crazy, dude. It's like, we down, I or not we, I take it back. It wasn't we. I downplayed it three weeks ago. And now it's all. I don't know that I downplayed I, it. I downplayed it out of ignorance. Though. I downplayed just like, oh, man, it's not a big deal. And like, you know, out of like complete, like, and ignorance i just didn't know and i hadn't looked and i hadn't nobody like, really knew pay, pay at all but now shit's fucked dude it's crazy out here in these streets man. well what, what catches off guard when you're watching like overseas news and the news you never know how much of it's like blowing up because they got to entertain you yeah. as well as give you information or at least that's the you know the selling point so you know they tell you some stuff and then you hear other stories are like it's horrible there's like tents set up there's not enough treatment for people Pretty much like one out of five people that get it are on ventilators and we don't have enough equipment for that and so it's kind of scary it's stressful you know yeah it's real stressful and then it's like starting to affect uh more important things in my life like fucking mopeds <laughs> yeah it's hard to sell mopeds <laughs> like moped season is looking like it's gonna be real rough for the next couple of months like the summer's starting to get nice we, we get getting all these new riders in town like we had people buying bikes, we had people like getting kits for the first time, getting pipes for the first time. I had to host a sale. I was like so stacked up on parts, and I got a couple payments being made, and nobody was really gonna buy anything. So I was like, "Fuck it, twenty percent off and and thirty percent off on old inventory." Like, yeah. come get it. Very few people still took advantage of it, but yeah. I did sell some shit. I mean, it's wild, dude. I thought I don't know. I thought we were ramping up for like a. Re- a really great summer. I was like, dude, the summer's gonna be lit. We are still ramping up for a really good summer. This we'll will see. pass. We'll see. Who knows? Um, just like all things, you know. And and you know the great thing about it is there'll just be less people at the rally because they're dead. So there'll be more <laughs> beer for other people and more hot dogs and beans, you know. Dude, um, we we had like the little captains forums going. Charlie started fucking uh, Facebook Messenger, and I was like, dude, that's. Too many people messaging me all the time. I need to put that thing on silent now too. Like Rumi, been on silent. That Facebook messenger, about to go silent. Sorry, bud. Uh, but they're kind of just talking about like MA branches, like kind of like getting together to postpone all rallies for the next like two months. I think maybe three. And really, is, like I don't know that you even have a choice in it. Yeah, there's no. There's like <laughs> you can't have group meetings larger than ten people or something. Yeah. Like all the bars are closed. No one's supposed to travel. Like. I don't know. It's really it'd be really hard for anyone to do any of that for at least the next month or two. So yeah, people are stuck with all this inventory in restaurants and bars and breweries and like Ashley works in insurance and uh, a couple of other people we know do and they're like getting calls constantly. Are we covered for this? Are we covered for this? And I was like, oh no, you're not. (laughs) Everyone's getting fucked. Yeah, and you're not covered. You got laid (laughs) off, right? No, yeah, I got you covered for shit, dude. I own my own business. I don't. I can't get laid off. Yeah, but I just can't make any money. Yeah, and I, I don't know what to do with Brad. Do I lay him off? It's like musician friends, fucking restaurant workers, all my fucking homies that are like, you know, tattoo artists and stuff. Like, yeah, anybody need to um, make some <laughs> spare money that doesn't have the the Rona? Hit me up. Come over. I got a couple of dick pictures I want you to draw. <laughs> yeah, shit's crazy, but hopefully it'll pass. Hopefully we'll see. Kind of just got to play it all by ear. We had our Black Black meeting today, which was like, you know, practicing my self-isolation. We uh, did a little ride, and we are just like doing, doing the foot pound, you know, instead of slapping hands. We're like, yeah. hey, man, give me a little foot, you know, tap some feet. 
I got the uh, the hand sanitizer in the truck and washing <laughs> my hands quite a bit. Normal stuff, you know. Yeah. Basically keeping distance from people. and Wash my dick. Dick a little raw. I hand a lot of money <laughs> this past couple of days, oh, yeah, which cash. is fucked up. I don't like doing that when things like this are going around. So, yeah. like, I've got it, like, stashed underneath <laughs> underneath my floor mat in the truck. There's, like, 1500 bucks in there, like, squirreled away and, like... Like done, you guys like, heard it here, dude. Rob Thomas. <laughs> covered my fucking hands in like thick, thick, extra heavy duty uh, hand sanitizer and like yeah. let it evaporate, you know? Dude, I've been seeing people like these like weird memes and shit where people like getting money and they just like, yeah, no, no, don't hand it to me. Put it on the, put it on the table and then they spray it down with Lysol. Yes. You want to talk about that? Spraying the money down first. So I posted on Instagram earlier this car I bought. My friend is a paranoid schizophrenic, but he's does pretty good for himself his family's always been wealthy and now he's getting in the in, in the stitch too but as a side hustle he like sells and buys cars like vintage weird shit porsches and he'll like buy 15 porsches that he thinks are going to go up in value and sit on them and then he bought 25 cars and one of them was this 1991 owner nissan 240sx and he's like oh i want you to come come take a look at it and fix it and i was like are you gonna be there he's like no no man i'm i'm not going out in public man so I ended up talking to him. I was like, what do you want for it? He's like, oh, I'm going to, I got a list of $12,000, which is a pipe dream. You're never going to yeah. get that for it. But it is nice. It's low mileage, really clean car, original everything, you know. I looked at it. I was like, well, what do you got to get for it? He's like, to get out of it, man, I'm like $4,600 or something like that. And I was like, that's cool. So then like, I wait a little bit. And he got to thinking, and he called me back. Look, man, this I'm running the spreadsheet on the numbers, man. I don't want to. I don't want to like have to deal with people coming out in public and like meeting them and try to sell a car. And then I got to get these of these few things fixed and like pay them. And if the guy shows up with cash, I'm like you know, it's like I every time I get cash, I take it straight to the laundry and throw it in the fucking washing machine and wash it. <laughs> Money is so dirty. So anyway, I ended up buying the fucking car from him because he didn't want to sell it to anybody else to deal with like germs because he's such a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. He's like. Come to the house, get Ashley to write the check, slip it through the mail slot. Let me know five minutes before you're there. I'll have the title sitting in the mail slot for you. Just take the title and slip the check in. And I'm going to let the check sit there for four days and decontaminate. <laughs> right? And I was like, dude, you got an Amazon package out there. He's like, man, fuck that Amazon package. Like, I ordered that shit before the shit went down. And now it's like contaminated. It's probably from goddamn, I don't know where that, fuck that, man. The little Porsche Pirates can have that shit, man. Fuck it, I'm not getting it. And I was like, whatever, what the fuck, dude? I love this guy. He's a character. Dude, he's so funny, man. I heard you talk about him before. This guy's great. Oh, he's, he's a trip. <laughs> he's fucking loaded, dude. Mm-hmm. so funny, man. He's a nice dude, but he's like, yeah. he can't keep his shit together. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to pay him in cash so bad. In <laughs> that would have been great. Just the fuck with all him. singles. You got to touch it all. <laughs> from forty, he wanted. He had a uh, listed online for twelve five. Yeah, he got an offer for seventy five hundred dollars. Fixed up a little bit, a few things. I bought it. I ca- I called him. I was like, I just want to verify the price because these are the things that are wrong with it. And he's like, Oh, I got him down to thirty eight. And he's like, Well, let me check the spreadsheet again. Listen, man, thirty. Look, $3,600. And like every time I called him, he kept coming down the price, coming down the cell. I almost called him again just to like, what's the price again? Like, I, you know, just to fuck with him some more, see if I can get it down a little bit more. He's like, listen, I'm making $236 off this deal, man. I'm just, I'm still making money. You can have the car. He's like real nasal sounding and everything. Yeah. He's like crazy as shit. Yeah, so I bought the fucking sick ass one owner, cold AC, low mileage, stick shift, yeah. 240SX. Little- 3800 bucks so $3,600. That's a good deal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thomas is going to have a little drifter in a little bit. No. <laughs> I'm giving it to Ashley since she can drive it. Okay. She needs a car. Yeah, yeah. And she like, she's like that better than the van anyway. She can rag it out. Dude, the van sold. I know. Don't and also worry. the coronavirus, they are putting off rent payments. They are sending out stimulus checks, right? I know a lot of people are still paying rent. I don't know what you're talking they about. They are. But these people are preparing for it. Like, you know, so I went over to Creighton Court and sold my van to this dude over there in the middle of the night. I had Ashley. I was like, get the burner. So I gave Ashley the, the fucking... Uh, <laughs> the pew pew. The Glock. And I took my little pew fucking... Uh, my little pea shooter and like went in the hood. But the dude was nice as shit. I was like, he's like, I want to drive the van. I'm like, all right, cool. Where's your license? He's whoops out an ID. I'm like, that's not going to work, bud. But I'll take you for a ride around the block. You want to check it out? I like put air fresheners in it. You know, the van was spruced up. And that's a nice, nice van, dude. Nothing wrong with the van. Great van. Yeah, that's a nice van. But the dude got in it, sat down. I drove him like literally around the block. He's like, I'm sold. I'm going to go get the money. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to go, go like grab another car, like drop it off. He's like, that's cool. Come back. 3800 bucks and embark about the price. Nothing. Just right yeah. then and there. Because, you know, he got his tax returns back. He's planning on not paying rent for probably a month or so or some bills being deferred. So he's got a little bit extra money, hopefully, you know, to buy something like that. Why don't you put my man down? What if you just had $3,800 laying around? Dude, he had some busted ass trucks and cars. Hey, he's flipping those just like everybody else, man. He probably came off a hundred bucks at a time on those beaters. $3,800 is like, you know, when you get in a, when you get in the $4,000 range, it takes your market down a lot. So it's like a weird market for that. You know, because almost anybody can afford a two thousand dollar car. That's the five hundred dollar car before. But when you get in the four thousand dollar range, people are like, I need, you know, it's almost like loan territory. You know, it's a weird market. I was really surprised, but the dude was cool as shit. You know, didn't ask any questions. Nothing. Didn't look at the inspection sticker. It's due this at the end of the month. Nothing. Just bought it cash, title, boom, gone. Down nice the road. Shit. Down the road. Yeah, I was like, Ashley, we're gonna get. I don't. I like. I got a weird feeling about this. <laughs> it's like something tells me not to do it, but I'm so bored. I want the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> There's some excitement in my life. Yeah. Like, the Rona's got me fucking locked down, quarantine. It was crazy. Dude, I've been doing nothing but wrenching like every day. Like, I I completely repainted a hobbit. I bought a hobbit last week. I saw that. How'd that primer work over, out? Over, oh, work great. Nice. Over over three days, stripped it down to nothing. Completely tailored to the motor, painted it, rebuilt it, put it all back together, all the plastics, all the side covers, like tuned it, rips, R- riding around, took it on the ride today. Like Now you got to put it on the shelf and wait for the buyers to come back. Yeah, I'm like, pretty pictures, I'm at poster for sale, that's gone. I'm going through all my parts. Dude, Moped Army, the fucking buy sell trade's been blowing the fuck up. Everyone's trying to sell all their shit. There's like, bored all this time they've like scavenged through their fucking bullshit in the garage yeah all the everyone, weird obscure shit coming out yeah, of the woodwork like, everyone's trying to sell all this shit i'm like i got a fucking automatic like rear pulley like i'm gonna sell that thing i got a couple of things i'm trying to sell i got i picked up two more uh pook maxi um repair jobs um i had the tomas repair job that i got last week i thought we thought was seized like the kicks are like locked up and i'm like i take it all apart not seized i'm hmm. like open the fucking crankcase. I'm like, yo, I don't know what locked up, but everything looks perfect in here. Like, I, Little, the crank uh, was shot. Crank was definitely shot. So I'm like, maybe the big pin or something was doing something weird, but replace the crank. Maybe a little needle bearing got stuck in a gear or something. Yeah, maybe. Like, I opened it up, I split there with a little, you know, metal flake or whatever. But, you know, I took that oh, out. Sprag click, clip got hung up in something. Yeah, something, man. But I gutted it, fucking stripped that down, rebuilt that. 
rebuilt my stock a35 motor so i'm on a roll right now dude i'm trying to have two bikes done this week two bikes done next week and just banging out man i rewired my first maxi got it tuned a little bit the lights are working tuned the wiring looks legit uh pump the tires up that was a big deal <laughs> yeah so i've been riding around the yard with flat tires for like a month now that's for a uh, cushion you know for your boot oh i welded a, that custom pipe for oh Amanda. yeah she's did you see that today. yeah my moped child uh had the uh derby kit when thomas hacked off the 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 uh the header and the header on the promo pipe found like a flange for a vm20 or some shit that happened to be like the perfect fit for the hitter flange. Yeah. And welded it all up. Now this shit's solid. It looks, yeah. I mean, you know, it looks kind of clap, clappy, you know, whatever. But. She fired it up. She said she was trying to tune it today or something. It's like, oh, it's like doing this, doing that. Like little, like, moped child, like, text messages about, like, I'm like, I can't help you tune it over the phone. I don't really know. I was like, I threw in an 80 jet just as a guess on a 1515. I was like, it's, it probably needs more than that. Yeah. Seems like a pretty big kit. Might, That's a might big more. fucking kit. They said they put in an 85, and it's being kind of, I'm at a 95, it's being kind of boggy. I'm like, well, that was a big jump, 80 to 95, but that's a good place to start. Like, maybe start at 95, work your way down. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to, like, risky. hear it. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to hear it to, that's like, really. It's an expensive, really, risky kit. Yeah, it's like, I'd have to hear it to, like, help you do it, so I can't, you know, do it over the phone. First then, things first, retorque everything. Yeah. The top end. I think it's gonna, things gonna be sweet. It definitely needs a couple heat cycles and this and that. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. That's the Derby. Uh, it's like the aerosol. Yeah, Derby kit aerosol that kit. looks like a Derby cylinder, but it's. I don't know what the difference is. It's a Derby cylinder. It doesn't fit on a Derby. What? Yeah, because I sent one out to somebody who needed a Derby kit, and I was like, it looks like it's the same shit, and I don't remember why, but it doesn't fit right. It's not the right thing for the Derby, like the. The port timing and or something else like the piston is completely different. I think for it. So even though I think the top end might be the same, the piston, the the like the height of the piston deck and everything is completely different. It's a different stroke. That's weird. I I have assume I haven't looked at it that much, and I don't have any derbies laying around to really compare them to. I have like one old like derby metric kit on the shelf that I'm like, damn, maybe I should throw this on my bike, but I need a piston and. It's like an old ass kit. You have to like measure it and find something that might work. I used work. to have a couple like, of derby top ends laying around. I got it like a very few sporadic derby parts laying around, but never. I've only owned one derby. Hmm. No, I guess two. Never used it for anything though. Dude, uh, on the ride today, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done the thing where you just like fire your bike up. You haven't ridden in a while, but you haven't like really checked your bolts or anything like that. I've done it once where like you're sitting at a stoplight and you're like. You know, oh, you're joking around, you pull a little wheelie, and like your front wheel falls off. Oh, yeah. Like, that happened today to, uh, to our buddy Jordan. He's like, we blasted through the train tracks, like, fucking kept caught the trains. Is he still rocking those fucked up handlebars? Um, I don't know. No, he's got someone else. He's on the war horse. But uh, we pull out. He's like, checks it. He's like, oh, man, he's looking at the front wheel. Like, man, something's going on. He's like, wiggling his handlebars. Whoa. <laughs> man, that's a hot one. Damn. That hurt. Thomas just popped the cap on some weird Lytle beer. Craft Explorers uh, Coconut Imperial Stout. That thing was a uh, high compression, dude. Jesus, fuck <laughs> off. Fresh rebuild on that dude, fucking I know beer. I know what I'm getting for the fucking, when the, <laughs> when the shit goes down and I need to like pop some shots off in an emergency, just get, get a couple cans of that. Ugh, Jesus, That's fine. that scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of yeah, almost wet my bridges. Yeah, dude, Jordan, uh, he like 
threw it up a little teeny wheelie real quick on his little maxi, and the on one side of the wheel came out of the fork tube, and he landed, got all squirrely, and like ate it a little bit. We're like, damn, what happened? And he's like, we're checking it. He's like, ooh, like pulled out all the little tools. We fixed them on the side of the road. And we found a nice little a new hangout spot. Like when shit does clear up, and like they start doing fireworks at the uh, stadium stadium again for the baseball games. Yeah, is this little dirt hill right right beside the train tracks in the back of Scott's edition? Like beautiful view of the fucking sunset and the fucking diamond. I think it'd be like a cool spot to like hang out, like watch the. Uh, it's not by your work. Yeah, by my work, but like back behind it in the train tracks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's CSX property, but you know we don't get fucked, dude. What the fuck is this? What are all these uh, floaties in this beer? It's a stout, dude. No, man, stout ain't supposed to. It's like un- unless that's the coconut. It is a coconut. Coconut stout. stout so it actually has coconut in it. I don't, man. You can't. It's the bottle's so dark, you can't see shit. I'm kind of freaking out, man. Man, you need to suck it up. Drink that thing, dude. Oh, dude, I'm freaking out. What is it? You're soft. No, it could be like little <laughs> sperm floaties or something. You know, somebody busted a nut in my beer for they seal it up, and that's what gave it the extra pressure. That's Rona, dude. Direct, <laughs> direct contact. Um, so we do have a guest today. Um, and other, I'm just gonna call him. We'll get into it. Other than these floaties in my beer. Yeah, yeah, floaties, beer floaties. And I'll drink it. See what happens. Um, also, if you guys listen to us on iTunes, hit us with a review. Even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, hit us with a review on iTunes, because that'd be rad. Yeah, hello. Yo, Cody, what's up, dude? How's it going? Hola. Como hey, esta? good. How are you? Hola, mamacita. Hola, mamacita. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's pointless. Um, <laughs> I'm in love with Corona. <laughs> I'm in love with the Corona. <laughs> Dude, how's your isolation going? Oh, oh, it's been fun. It's been an adventure, to say the least. Yeah, this shit sucks. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. How are you guys doing? I'm bored. Are we I'm, under isolation? I don't know. If the, you're not. You're still working. You're out there in the streets. I'm out like a little bit, but I'm trying to like stay low key. I've, like I've I've, yeah. I've seen maybe a handful of people, and I you know we keep our distance. We're not touching, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been trying to do the same thing here. I, Canada's pretty much uh, just like a little behind what you guys are right now. Yeah. It's like isolation, all that kind of stuff. But they're talking about the non-essential work being uh, closed for a bit. Yeah. Like it's, I think a bunch of my friends, everyone's got, got laid off. Like no restaurants yeah, shit, to go yeah. to. Like, you know, shit's crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's already starting to happen up here too. Damn. Yeah, and I don't know what to do. Like, I've got an employee. I own a business. I don't get like the luxury of laying myself off. You know? Oh yeah. shit! So, kind of freaked out about yeah. that too, because I want to make sure that he gets paid through it so- somehow, or you know, survives. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, Bradley, your ass off, dude. Go follow that unemployment like the rest of the bums. Your parents are rich. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Brad's business is out there. I didn't have you. Yeah. Your mom did. Call your mom. <laughs> dude so how about you introduce yourself and tell us how you got into mopeds uh name's cody brownell um i got into mopeds actually i think it was back in 2007 the first bike i got i just happened to be driving down the road and a woman was selling an fa50 and i thought that was the at the time living at the parents there wasn't a lot of motorcycles so i figured i could uh sneak that one by which i did but didn't tell my family that i uh, was going to learn how to start uh, tuning two strokes so that was my first bike but yeah it was back in 07 cool and how old were you back then uh i would have been oh shit now you're making me think uh <laughs> i was early 20s 
That's like the typical yeah, age I feel for like most mopeders, dude. Like early twenties. Yeah, like well, you guys are like you said, you're a university town, right? So you yeah. got a lot of people like early twenties picking them up because cheap transport. I, I just saw it because and I wanted it because I thought it was really cool. Dude, that's awesome. I didn't. I had a car and everything, and uh, I mean, living up here in uh, Canada. So, well, actually, I guess I'm the first uh, Canadian. Canadian, you're interviewing. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. First one, yeah. I know, um... and the last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta have Rebel Moby on at some point, yeah, though. Yeah, that guy's yeah. a wealth of Moby knowledge. Oh, uh, he's only—he's just an internet phenomenon. He's not real. Uh, I listened to Rebel Moby's <laughs> episode from um from Brapcast, and that was like a pretty Brapcast, good, yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, I do need to actually apologize because uh, Ashley Ackley actually wanted me on uh, on her podcast, but I never got back to her, and she ended up uh, she stopped doing her podcast when well, I was thinking about it. So. Word on the street is uh, well, she's coming back, for... dude. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. The buzz of. I heard that it's it's Bratcast is coming back, but I don't know if Ashley's in it. In it. Uh, I thought it was gonna be Ashley oh, and Jim. Okay. I know Jim's doing it, but I don't know if Ashley's still doing it. Mm, okay, we gotta wait and yeah, see. Cool. We'll find out. Funny? I said like, we gotta wait and see. I guess yeah. we'll find out. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, one uh, more podcast, more moped podcasts, and uh, content like this. It's, it's always a great thing. Yeah, dude, something else to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, how's Canada? Where are you at in Canada? Um, I live an hour east of Vancouver, so I'm on the uh, the west coast. I live in a smaller town here, Mission. Okay. So, yeah, a little, little ways out, but uh, that's why riding mopeds here is a little bit different. Because uh, I mean, I can get around town no problem, but if I need to get a town over to, it's a bit of a distance. Yeah. So you just more just for moped on the plane. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I've done a I've done a few rallies. Where uh, the furthest one I went to was the Casserolers. Uh, that one was actually back in 2013. And uh, but I, all I did is I just loaded up my trailer with my car, and buddy and I drove out there. And then actually the following weekend we went down to the uh, LA rally, the free rally. Oh hell yeah, Wooly Bullies! Yeah, the Wooly Bullies. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was that one was great. I had a lot of fun there. I mean, it was it was interesting to see the dynamics between the two because I felt like. Uh, Top Fest is definitely a bit more like everyone. The average age is like late twenties, early thirties, so it was a bit, bit more laid back. And then went to the Wooly Bullies one, and that was just a crazy party. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I've never been out there. I've never made it to that side of the coast. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been down. Yeah, all the way to LA, Sacramento, mostly on the west coast here. So pretty much Minneapolis was the furthest east I've gotten to. I mean, I've been. I out wanted there. to do after. Yeah, but oh, just not for a rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make it more east, dude. There's a few of us in here, man. Well, it's funny. It was back years ago too. It was one of the um, uh, rally videos that I saw for the White Line riders. Made me really want to go down there, dude. Southern Comfort White Line was like so cool. that was uh, my first out of town rally. Was a uh, a White Line riders rally. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck, I want to get down there. Dude, it was great. Great yeah. hospitality, like cool rides. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, definitely want to hit some more cool. East Coast. I don't know, but you know how it is. Life gets in the way. Get a few years older, and you have to be responsible. <sighs> Responsibilities for the fucking birds, bro. <laughs> over this shit. I don't, I don't want to grow up anymore. I'm over it. Yeah, I, it I know. Sweet. I wish I could. I thought having my own money would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having that adult, that adult money, where oh, I can do anything, and then you realize you got all those bills and rent to pay, and shit just catches up quick. 
Very but, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Very quick. Well, but yeah, then you get, you know, this whole uh, pandemic thing going and then you got to like start rethinking a lot of shit too. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, like I've, I've been lucky for sure. Cause uh, I work, I'm a machinist and work in a machine shop. So we don't really deal with customers directly. So we've, got enough work to keep busy but there's whispers like i said they're gonna close down all non-essential work for a bit and try to stop the spread yeah and i mean sheen shop you ever get any opportunities to take and mill your own shit down and hook it up oh hell yeah that's the whole point i became a machinist actually was (laughs) my first real boat that i got after the sa50 was uh was actually a moby uh not the one that i did the the trip on but uh, i got a moby and um uh started doing that one up uh, so like that's the one I went to spare no expense. So there's a lot of bushings that I had to make, but uh, <laughs> one of the first parts, a friend of mine is, Oh, go to this machine shop, see if he can make it for you. Walked in the first time I was ever in a machine shop and oh, I just, I had that sparkle in my eye. As soon as I realized that like, you can make anything out of anything. And then actually it was a year later, that same shop hired me. And ever since then, I never looked back. That's awesome. So. Oh yeah, no, I love working machine shop. This last year, I've gotten into uh, got more into programming for CNCs and that, so that's opened up even more possibilities. Yeah, we've got some friends that work in machine shops, but I don't. They don't really take advantage of the custom shit for like you know trying to mm. mill, mill stuff for disc brakes or anything like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of like you know when you're a mechanic, you don't even want to work on your own car sometimes. Yeah, you get tired. Well, of you do it every day, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like some days I, I usually work a lot of overtime if it's busy, and then, you know, I kind of look after a 10, 11 hour day. Do I really want to stay another couple hours? But the nice thing is, my boss is really, uh, really awesome with letting me come in on like a Saturday and just like plug, plug on some of, some, some of the jobs that I've got, some projects. That's cool. Um, so, so you said yeah. you had a motorbike cane for uh, your first build that you were going kind of no expense, like sparing no expense on. Uh, how deep did you go into the motorbike cane hole? Before you quit. Every time, every, every time you talk that Moby hole, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I know exactly. Because it was one of those, all right, well, you know, I'll put a few bucks aside. But I went super deep into that one. <laughs> put pretty much every piece, like I stripped the frame down, painted it. I like the, the engine I swapped to an AV10. Uh, I think it's a Parma kit on there. Um, I got a Doppler pipe, and then I've got like the Mycotec, um clutch pulley. Yo, fuck, um, that's lit. ER- oh yeah, ER three um, variator. I got the oh, what shit was it? The water cooled head, the one that was actually made in the seventies. Treat had like three of them or four of them, and I picked up one of those. So it's got the water cooled head on it. Um, but yeah, I went super deep into that. Dark water, way more deep than I should have. Yeah, dark, dark waters. But, but now it's one of those ones like everything's sort of worn out on it now. So it's been parked for for a couple of years now. But I look at it, and every time I pass by it, still, I still smile because I take it up up and down the road every once in a while just for a little little spin. But uh, I remember those days. Work, the the standard issue, yeah. like going hard. You're like, oh, I'm gonna make the fastest. I'm gonna throw every fucking penny, everything at it, and you get all these parts. And you're like, I'm not really sure how all this shit goes together properly, or like how to tune it, or exactly <laughs> yeah. even what to fucking do with it. I mean, I know it costs a lot of money, that and that's the, a cool part. That was the worst mistake I probably ever made in mopeds. Was having my first bike, <laughs> and instead of just yeah. like building something or buying something I could ride and enjoy, I spent. <clears throat> all this fucking money on all these parts that I knew nothing about. Yeah. This, like my Vespa motor, it was the worst and the best thing. The best thing is Mm -hmm. I didn't, the best thing was I didn't stick it on a bike and destroy it out of the gates. I I held on to it until I knew what to do with it. 
the worst thing was I bought oh, yeah. it, and then I'm talking about a motor, like a moped engine, and like all these cool parts that I can't actually put together and use them because I don't know enough about it. So all I can do is talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad yeah, no, I, I know that. Like, mm-hmm. now, so I was, I was saying, I was, I'm glad to see that like other moped brands have like finally caught up to like the motorbike hole. Like I feel like now, you yeah, know, yeah. You, you can get a Honda, you can get a uh, you can get a fucking. I feel what, like Vespa's been Vespa, in that yeah, hole for a long time. You can get a though. Vespa. You can get a Derby. You can get a bunch of other bikes and dig the hole just as deep as you can with like a motorbike. For I a while, like, I, I only oh, yeah. knew of like motorbike being that deep. And Tomos is probably yeah, the last yeah. one to catch up with the hole where they're starting to get things with like the clutches. But yeah. that, you know, like they're just barely. They're not even there yet. And finally, Pook I think is da- down that yeah. hole. They've got enough aftermarket packing <clears throat> parts that are like plentiful and ready to go and like really expensive kits and water cooled shit and mm-hmm. and of course yeah. if you want to go yeah, scooter tech. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to get that level. Yeah, because it's funny too, because even looking back, I, I always thought like when I got the Moby I knew well kinda knew how deep the hole would go, but I always look at poops because we don't actually get very many of them up here. Actually the, the poops that are stock in Canada were actually labeled Bombardier. Um, but we don't really get too many of those around here, but I always saw them kind of like, you know, the, the Honda Civic of the moped world where there was so <laughs> many different kits you could get for it and like just how much money do you got sort of thing. But they definitely, yeah, they've stepped it up with uh, like the, the clutches and everything now too. Yeah, and if you want to get in that whole like straight gear, straight cut gears, which I definitely want to get into. Kickstart this. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I I was actually just talking. There's a kid that works at our shop. His dad works at another machine shop, and they just specialize in cutting gears. So I just actually asked him the other day about making uh, custom ones for me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Regeared ad hoc, like regeared internals. Whoa. Yep. Can we get weird? I know. Just like yeah, getting. And I've always been one like one to do that. I always like taking just weird bikes. Like I got a sock that I want to do some weird stuff too, and just. I've always I've always liked those quirky ones. So yeah, I look at something like that and try thinking of something no one else has done. Like one one thing for actually the Moby that my done up one here. Um, I actually want to. Have, I've been designing a rear variator for it too. That's actually the size of the um, stock pulley, but just pretty much converting it uh, into a variator as well to make it dual variated. Okay, that'd be sick. I've seen like people do yeah. that, like uh, like dual variated, like to chain, like on like French Tech. Or it's already mm-hmm. to chain, but like you know, what I'm saying like they do yeah, like yeah. that, like a Hobbit kind of rear vari- dual variator in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen like the yeah, bicycles yeah. that are like variated bicycles where you can actually like shift the variation and change the gear ratios like I, unlimitedly on your bicycles that they've got out now? It's all kind of like prototype shit, but it's kind of wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because it's like when you got fixed gears, you got you know fixed gear ratios, but now if you got to continuously variable where you can shift it it just you know you can you can fine tune it to however you're riding right it just makes sense yeah it's dude. rad so it's gonna crazy yeah. out there boy dude so oh, yeah <laughs> you want to talk about this trip you went on with your uh you said you took a motorbike on it oh yeah of all the bikes i could have picked i picked the moby um yeah i did a trip back in 2010 uh late spring i left actually hometown here in mission and uh, rode pretty much all the way across to Montreal. Then I went down to New York city along the coast through Boston and then back into Canada, PEI and then down to Halifax. And that's where I ended. The original plan was to do a round trip, but you know, Moby's 
they don't like to hold together for very long. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, it was a total of uh, I think it was seventy five hundred kilometers, or four, uh, I think it was about forty six hundred miles was the trip that I took. Jesus, that's yeah, and I was gone for, gone for three, yeah yeah I was gonna say gone for three months, and I I literally every day had some sort of breakdown or flat or something. How, like, how did you bring uh, parts and storage and tools? Like, what did you bring with you on the trip? Uh, I brought literally everything to do any rebuild that I needed. Uh, I brought, so I had a couple bigger totes that I, because I, I took the long seat off and I used the rack on the back to stack some of the totes on there. I had saddle bags, um, made a little contraption for those two so they weren't rubbing against the tire. Um, and yeah, a couple totes, all the tools, wrenches and everything in the one bag. So that was the fun thing was my one saddle bag was tools. The other was my food. So the problem is, is as I was running out of food, my bike would actually start getting lopsided with weight. So I'd have to start throwing wrenches into my food bag. Cause I think it was, I had roughly, it was like just under, I think it was probably comfortably it was about another 150 pounds worth of gear on my bike and then myself. But thankfully back then I was about 50 pounds lighter than I am now. Yeah, I was so, looking at Google yeah, Maps, and it says that it takes 45 hours to drive the trip. Why did it take you mm-hmm. three months again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, couldn't get it done in 45 hours? <laughs> oh, hell no. Hell no. That bike would not let me. I uh, I, I, I did a few upgrades to it. I put a, um, a Parma kit on there, 70cc, and then I did a Ninja G3 pipe and then a 15 mil Shaw on there. Just to give it like a little, little bit more room because I knew I was going to be weighing it down. Yeah, but, some, yeah some people that don't don't even like those seventy kits. They swear by the fifty kits as far as like power and reliability. They said the seventies have to ten, more tendency to like to vibrate, make crazy funny noises that just don't agree with the moped. But well, the hilarious thing was is the one thing that did not fail me whatsoever was the kit. Piston rings that piston everything. That was the one thing that just held together the entire damn way. I, I actually blew a bottom end seal in Maine. I was getting actually pretty close to the back to the Canadian border and I did a whole bottom end rebuild slap that kit on the, cause I had to actually, um, for spare parts, I had a spare built, uh, bottom ends just in case that happened or if I blew a crank. And so I swapped that on there with the same kit, same rings and the damn thing survived the whole trip. Nice. Dude, this shit's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone's yeah. even done a, a motorbicane on the on the pinball or the bigger stuff no, run yet. I don't think they have. And you, no, no. Like, for me, it's not something you would immediately think. Oh, I want a reliable bike. Let me get a motorbicane. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely <laughs> yeah, took a stance to prove a lot of people wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there was a guy back in the seventies. I'm trying to remember his name. I, I got my, ugh, I can't remember. Fuck, I should have checked it up. But I think it was like Walter Muma or something like that. Uh, he did a trip back in the 70s on a brand new Moby, but he went from Toronto, I believe, and he went up the west, like all the way to the west coast and then up to Alaska on it. I think he came back on it, but that was like a brand, like brand spanking new Moby out of the, and he stripped a, a couple year old one that he had down for parts. And even he said, he has a whole blog on there that got his name right. Um, but he even said it was a stupid idea to take a Moby. <laughs> and so I was reading all that up going, yeah, I want to do this trip. It'd be awesome. What should I do it on? Well, he did it on a Moby, so I got a Moby and did it, which was absolutely stupid. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I really, it was it, that's, that's kind of part of the adventure. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, I, I, and I knew too, like like full well going into it that I was going to be doing repairs on the side of the road. And there's some days that I was I had to hunker down for three four days in my tent because I did a lot of just backwoods camping when I went. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to keep it as cheap as possible. So there was a lot of times that, I mean, it was easier when I was going through, you know, Saskatchewan, 
Manitoba because it was just a lot of forest there. But even in New York, I camped behind a, uh, an abandoned gas station, just camped out there. I kept it as cheap as I could, but I knew there'd be days that I'd have to hunker down for, you know, two, three, four days and rebuild a bunch of stuff. So I was, I was prepped for that. I'd taken the three months off just, you know, in case all that shit happened, which it did. So I kind of rolled with it. Like no chase, no like uh, backup plan. Oh, he had a chase, chase credit card. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I saved up a few bucks ahead of time, and uh, I always made sure I had a, you know a few bucks in my wallet, which which actually bit me in the ass because when I was on the border of Manitoba and Ontario, I put my bag down. I actually uh, was camping at a um, information center because I always made made sure I woke up early enough that you know, no one else would have, have shown up and wouldn't be upset with me, you know, camping in the woods there. But put my bag down, moved my bike. And when I came back, a car was leaving. They'd actually stolen my, like a bunch of the money out of my wallet. That actually like saw my bag, opened it up. Like I think I had like 300 bucks in there or something, ripped it out and drove off. I mean, thankfully they didn't take my camera. They didn't take my bag. They usually could have, but yeah, that was the one shitty thing with carrying money around, but eh, you know, it happens. But uh, yeah, definitely saved up a few bucks ahead of time, knowing that uh, there'd be, there'd be times that uh, there'd be times that uh, would, cost a little bit or you have any other big mishaps during the trip oh hell yeah no many many ones um um yeah well the, the cops overall were pretty were pretty cool uh i got pulled over once in i think it was coldale alberta um and uh it was really like alberta certain times of the year can get really really windy and so i had a strong headwind so i probably was averaging in miles probably 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, like on the, and I was on the highway, like the main highway, but it was the only way to get through there. And the one officer clocked me on his uh, speed gun and said that there was actually a bicyclist that was going faster than me that had just ca- uh, come by. He pulled me over wondering what the hell I was doing, but he, he <laughs> let me go. And I he realized I was just doing this cross country trip on this totally weighed down Moby. Um, but the big one, uh, when I got pulled over was in uh, Huntington, Ontario there was uh, the G20 summit was going on at that time. I didn't know, like, again, I didn't have any fixed date of being anywhere. So um, I was staying with actually another, another uh, moped rider, uh, Lindsay in Toronto. The Huntsville is just North of Toronto in Ontario there. Um, I was staying with her in Toronto. So I was keeping in, in touch with her and uh, G20 summit, I guess had just finished. And again, I was going down the highway. It was the quickest way to get to Toronto. And a bunch of motorcades started going through there. So I got pulled aside by a motorcycle cop. And it was actually, uh, I think it actually uh, it was Obama's uh, motorcade went through. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then the officer let me go. And then I don't even shit you, like a minute later, two cop cars uh, pulled me over. And the senior officer tried finding everything he could to get me towed because, you know, <laughs> I, I had like, these motorcades of like the world leaders are going by and I've got an ax on the side of my bike. I've got gasoline strapped to the back. I'm, I'm, I haven't shaved in like three weeks. Like just looking like I'm out to cause trouble kind of thing. And, uh, so when, I was lucky though too, because when I got pulled over, there was a couple that actually stopped cause they saw me going, what the hell is this guy doing on an old moped? Told them my story that I was doing this trip and they, uh, they let me stay actually in their uh, camper for the night cause it was getting kind of late. And even the tow truck driver who, him to tell me he actually didn't even charge me for it wow so, that's cool that was really nice yeah but uh so i was there for a couple of days i just took a bit of a rest because i've been on the road for quite a bit and i got down to toronto um 
can't remember it was a Friday or Saturday. And I was, you know, unassuming. I was just paying attention to the directions that uh, Lindsay had given me to get to her place. I get to get down there, excuse me, get down there uh, to her place. And she asked me, she said, oh, is everything okay? Were you fine? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Why? So which street were you coming down? Oh, young street. She's like, Oh, they, there's the G8 summit's going on in Toronto right now. And there's a bunch of riots. And I just kind of looked at her. I was like, hey, what are you talking about? And she turns on the news and sure enough, they'd flipped the cop car on young street and lit it on fire. I was about 10 blocks up from all of that, you know, with all my gear and everything, not knowing what yeah, the hell was going on. Yeah, you so, fucking dodged so, it. <laughs> well, then of course I parked my bike there for, uh, I stayed at their place for a couple days. And, uh, much to the chagrin of her uh, her partner, her partner didn't care much for me, which uh, <laughs> I don't understand why. Because they even ordered pizza, and I, I I threw in my money and washed the dishes for him. But that was a whole other story. But no, we ended up going into town and uh, to see some of the protests that were going on, and we ended up getting uh, surrounded by the riot police, like a whole group, and so almost got arrested, even though we weren't doing anything wrong. We got to see all the carnage, the windows broken, and uh, yeah, the fun thing about having a moped though was. Uh, Every uh, protest I went to, you weren't allowed any motorized vehicles. So I just flipped that uh, the the gear on the pulley there and switched it to pedal mode, and I just pedal the Moby wherever I was going. Yeah, so, they, that, that would be nice Richmond that. though. They would stop you for that. They'd be like, "It still has a motor on it. Get the fuck <laughs> off the sidewalk." Yeah, the cops just looked at me confused. They're like, what the? Well, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm pedaling it. They're like, oh, fuck, whatever. Just go ahead. They're like, they, they can't <laughs> so, say they like this guy looks like he's a homeless person riding down the street on like a weird bicycle. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like what's in the tote? Clearly, it's meth. This guy has no plan. Just um, when I when I post the episode, I'm gonna use one of the pictures of your bike from the trip as a, oh, a default yeah, picture. Yeah. So, um, just for those yeah. who don't know. This motorcane is loaded the fuck down, dude. Fucking ridiculously loaded. Blanket <laughs> on the front fender. Imagine uh, the, uh, what is it, uh, not the, the clampets? Like the Flintstones or some shit, just like piled. Beverly Hillbillies. Sky, oh yeah, definitely that. <laughs> piled sky high with like plastic tote bins and stands and side bags. It's like, there's probably... It looks like 15 bungees on this fucking motorcane, dude. And so much shit, yeah. he would have been smarter leaving the seat at home and sitting on some of the trash. <laughs> it is an astronomical amount of shit. Like, uh, so I built a rack bike as my hobbit, and like a bunch of my friends, yeah. like uh, a bunch of the smog dudes are all building rack bikes right now. You know, with two, three mm-hmm. racks on their bike, you know, some side covers and um, side bags and totes and shit. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This is awesome. We can carry so much stuff at rallies. No. That would have done him any good. He needs a shelf bike, not a rack bike. <laughs> <laughs> Full dresser on the back yeah. of the motorcane. <laughs> he needs a, like, yeah. a, what do they call it? The moving pod shelf. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. You want to break, break no, down, like, what you, what did you have in each in each bin? For me, it's and, no wonder you blew so many uh, fucking tires. Look at all that weight on the back. It's, oh, oh, yeah. The, the thing was, is because treat, treats, I, I got to thank Benji so much. I, I, I emailed him before I did the trip, and I was like, hey, like, I'm doing this trip. And I was actually, I was also, hey, I was taking, doing, originally to get the time off work, I just said I was doing it for a charity. So I actually helped it with my mom's cousin. Um, for, I, I took some donations for the aplastic anemia and myelodysplasia association of Canada. And so, but of course I didn't have like a license for taking donations, but I was like hundred percent honest with that. A few times I stopped and people gave me donations. I, I put it towards the, towards that, uh, towards that. But, um, yeah, the, uh, for, for the gear that, that I had, I, 
I'm pretty sure it was the bottom tote was all like spare engine. I think I had, yeah, spare, spare pulley, pretty much all the parts that move. I had spare one spare bearings and that, um, which like I said, did with Benji and then I emailed him and he gave me a really nice deal on the stuff, just telling what I was doing. Uh, so big thanks to treats and Benji on that there. Like those, those guys are, you know, keeping mopeds going and keeping crazy people trying to do cross country trips like me, you know, out there doing it. Um, but that bottom tote, yeah, I had spare motor, all that stuff that moves. Uh, I think the top tote, I'm trying to remember what I had in that. Um, was some more, I think that was more the loose stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was uh, like all those small bits, the bearings and all that. I think I had in the top tote. And I said the side of saddlebags, one was all my wrenches and tools. I think I had uh, another con- con- container that had some of my other like specialty tools. Uh, the left saddlebag was food. I later found to save a bit of room. I strapped the, I had two uh, soft-sided water jugs and I put those into a, uh, one of those little soft-sided cooler bags and strapped that onto my front fender, which bit me in the ass because one of the bungee cords popped off while I was in Nelson. I wasn't even far from here. I was probably about a week into my trip and it wrapped like, thankfully I was coming to a stop because it ended up coming off wrapped around my wheel and then just locked it up and I ended up falling over in the middle of an intersection, wow. which when you, Got that much gear is always a little fun to try to push that shit back up and get it going again. Yeah, when you're shedding, um, when you're shedding weight, did you like just lose things along the way that you're like, why the fuck did I carry this axe with me, kind of thing? Yeah, well, actually, that axe came in pretty useful. So uh, yeah, because like I said, I did a lot of backwoods camping, so I just get like a little little fire going if there's no fire ban, and then cook some food on it. Uh, like I didn't, I didn't li- live gloriously for three months there. It was the odd time that I, you know, stayed at a uh, hostel or stayed somewhere where I could just get a quick shower. But like I said, there, I think the longest I went was just before Timmins, Ontario. And I had, hadn't really had a proper shower in like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Jesus. And oh, I was lucky too, cause I had a bad breakdown then. Cause it was actually that, uh, the little uh, selector fork to switch between uh, pedal mode and it, like engine mode on the pulley. Yeah. It actually completely sheared, like absolutely sheared. So I ended up losing all power. It was just spinning freely. Damn. And it was actually, um, what's his name? Uh, Dan Waugh. He was the manager of a Midas that was there. And I hitchhiked with the bike. I left all my gear in that. I was down a logging, logging road, left all my gear there, just took the bike and the essentials hitchhiked into town. And I actually, ended up there to see if I could use their welder to just, I lit, I just welded the uh, sprocket straight to the pulley, just, you know, screw the pedal mode. And he was the manager there and he, he asked me where I was staying. I said, camping out of town. He's like, well, I didn't know there's a campground. I said, no, there isn't <laughs> down the logging road. So he's like, fuck, I can't let you stay out there. He's like, I got a spare bedroom at my place. So I actually stayed with him for almost a week. So he was a really cool guy. Like he started to feel, it kind of felt like he was like a cousin that I was visiting sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got, got that all fixed up and that, all right, you know, where I'm going, um, with this. you know, I'm going to say kissing cousin or, <laughs> oh, I can't no, let no, you no, stay no, in no. the woods out there all alone by yourself. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a spare bedroom for you, boy. <laughs> actually funny story with that too was like no he was, he was a really cool guy but uh, there was the one night like i would i would go into midas with him in the morning and just tinker with the bike because actually that was the other thing that i had was the really weird weird breakdowns i had on the trip and i my ignition there's something was being weird about it and i couldn't figure it out we went to actually one of his buddies houses and he was like a weed eater kind of he worked on a lot of two stroke and he kind of looked at it and he's like how, how are your magneto like magnet he's like it looks like it's rubbing here 
Yeah, it turns out one of the four magnets that was in there was actually loose. So every time it spun around and went past the coil, it would actually rub against the coil. Yeah, pull the and charger so right like, out of it. Yeah. 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 So I was like, because I was figure, trying to figure it out, I swapped the, uh, like, I swapped pretty much every bit of the uh, ignition except for that. And so all we did is just slap some super glue on the backside of it, you know, clamped it and let it dry. That worked the rest of the trip. But uh, That's there, crazy, dude, there was that. Like, ran a stock ignition <laughs> this whole trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, stock. I had the points and everything too, so I had spare points. I tried to keep it as you know simple as I could. I didn't do any, like I said, any really crazy upgrades to it because I kind of wanted to keep some of the reliability, but still have a bit more oomph to it. What was your average speed with all the weight? Uh, average speed weighted with the kit and all that. I was averaging just under fifty kilometers an hour, so about thirty miles an hour. Uh, unweighted, I could get it up to like easily like seventy-five kilometers. So I guess like. What would that be? 40, 40 some odd miles an yeah, hour? Yeah, 44, 46 miles an hour, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere around that. So, But yeah, I weighted down as I was on flat. So I was like, I'd be lucky to top 50 because, especially with, with all the gear on there, um, any wind, any wind that I got, especially with a, a crosswind, oh, that shit was scary. Big sail on the back of your so, mid Yeah, and I mean, thankfully I didn't. I mean, everything held on there pretty good. I, I Like I said, I kind of learned as the trip was going on how to tie the stuff down, where to put the stuff. And I started moving things around a little bit and found, you know, where everything would settle nice. So yes. the nice thing was, is because of, I was doing such a long trip, my backpack had some gear in there, but everything behind me was high enough that I could just prop my backpack on the top container and just take all the weight off my shoulders. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. I say you must have a pretty good frame. Cause I know a lot of Moby, Moby guys will have trouble with their frames breaking and then you've added a ton of weight to it. And you know, like get that, yeah. that standard issue frame crack right at the very base of it, where it starts yeah, to leak. There, yeah. yeah, where it's brass. Well, of course, thank, thankfully, I wasn't worried about that because I didn't know about that at the time. I was still like learning mopeds, so I was like, "Oh, this is a solid bike. Like, look how heavy it is. It can take the weight." <laughs> I even had like mileage. looking back. Yeah, I was like, I looked at the back, and I'm like, "Yeah, the stock suspension's fine too. Oh, <laughs> I should have upgraded that." How how but, long, yeah. how long into mopeds was it before you did this trip? I would have been into mopeds for yeah, about three years. Okay. So, like, FA50 I had for for a couple of years, I think, before I got the first Moby, and then about a year after that, it was actually, the Moby I did the trip on was uh, my buddy, uh, his Moby, but he, he actually uh, picked up a couple kooks from uh, Washington, so he didn't really, you know, I was looking for a, a bike to do the trip on, and so he just kind of gave it to me. So yeah, I had had like a little bit of experience just tinkering with the FA50 and then uh, I think I, I kitted one bike, but it was pretty much just one of those classic slap the kit on, call it a day sort of thing. So I definitely was still learning. Dude, these pictures but, are crazy. Yeah. It's so cool looking at all your photos. <laughs> yeah, we've been like slowly scroll, oh, yeah, yeah. scrolling like the, uh, the, the folder you have from the trip. Like as yeah, we talked, yeah. just we checked out the bike oh, and some of the, some of the sites you got to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I had my my DSLR. Uh, I don't know if the picture was up there, but because uh, there were times that on the highway there was like no shoulder, and I was going up a hill, so I was probably averaging honestly like fifteen miles an hour, and I'd have semis like just barely moving over to go past me. So I snapped a few pictures where there's like I'm all like I could just reach out and touch the semi as it's going by. First few times it happened, scared the shit out of me, but oh, yeah. then I kind of got used to it when you're like a month into the trip, and oh, here comes the semi, and there he goes. <laughs> I'd always like lean to the right a little bit because yeah. I knew as soon as you start to pass the air would suck me in. So I just yeah, you start to hear it first and then you're, you're like, all right, I know that sound. I'll get prepared. I'll lean over, put a little pressure on my right yep. hand. 
boom, good to go. Exactly. So we saw a picture yeah, of I, your bike with like a trailer on the back. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say initially I started off with the trailer. Yep. And yeah, what, that, that what, one there was a. Did yep. the trailer just not work out, or? Yeah, pretty much what I found was because uh, another buddy of mine, um, he helped me build that. We just took some piping and that, bent it, welded it, and just made it like it was su- a super light trailer, which is the point. And then, you know, as you saw, I took one of those car toppers, threw it on there. In hindsight, I should have used one of the narrow ones, but yeah, I had the whole plan was I was going to have the uh, the solar panels on the top there, and I had a battery pack with me to keep charged, so that I could charge all my like my phone and my camera and that. But I found really quickly, as soon as I had to like ride the shoulder a little bit more, that thing stuck out too far. Mm. So it was either I was too far on the road, which would have been more dangerous, or I was pretty much in the ditch. So I, my girlfriend at the time, I, she was, she lived a couple towns over. I, it, <laughs> it should have been a, should have been a bit of a indicator how the trip would go, but I got 30 minutes out of, out of mission here and the bike, like I would come, come to a stop and the bike would just die. And then I was circling up a hill and that and it just had no power and just, I, I couldn't figure it like, and I it took me all day to travel about, I think it was like 40 kilometers. And like I literally left like late morning and by the time I got there, it was already dark. And so the next day I ended up working the head off and I had one of those, you know, the really shitty, um, uh, AB seven, head gaskets was like waxy ones, mm-hmm. like not the metal metal ones. Yeah. I had one of those and it had, had actually blown through where the uh, the piston the head is to where the decomp was, it blew out that little piece there. Mm-hmm. So pretty much every time instead of getting compression, it was pushing it all up, like half of it out the exhaust. So yeah, I swapped the metal. Would, the trailer would be cool, and like I'm trying to think of a good way to do that. Is like, you know, is, it, would there be a way to do like a mono wheel, super slim tow behind? You mm-hmm. know, so it's aerodynamic. It doesn't weigh as much, less drag yeah. for the wheels. You know, that might might yeah. have been like the best but then you're still adding all that extra weight to mm-hmm. do the same job or you could just slim down your package a little bit and have shit mailed you know yeah i ended up doing that part way through the trip because there was like i even had the i had the proper size wrench for uh dealing with a head tube for my forks in case i bent any forks and i had a spare set at home at the ready in case i needed them shipped out to me but i even looked at that i'm like why the fuck do i have like there's enough mechanic shops around that i don't need to carry around this big ass wrench with me so there's a, a, a ended up packing a box and sent a bunch of shit home too, just to, to lighten it. Cause also too, I was getting, you know, a few presents for family and that as I was going along. So that was starting to add weight, including the most typical Canadian thing I could do. And I actually stopped at a, a maple syrup farm and bought a bunch of like, Oh yeah. No, I, I, I I still buy them. I was like, oh, this this shit's a legit stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy a bunch of it. And I'm like, all right, now I have like 20 pounds of maple syrup strapped to the side of my my bike. Now, I'm like, yeah, all right, so ship it home. Maple syrup on a ham sandwich. <laughs> Fuck yes. Well, we just had um <laughs> last night for dinner. Mm-hmm. My girl made uh, honey glazed pork chops, but and she mm-hmm. used a, she used this like honey from uh, one of our local moped riders who like has like a honey farm. Shout out, Doug. Yeah, old man, Doug. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing beats the real yeah. deal, man. Fuck that bullshit. Oh, it's just about to say that. Oh, I know. It's a, it's a very Canadian thing where it's like, no, none of this like fake maple syrup shit. You got to get the real stuff for, for pancakes and that. You got it everywhere here. So we, we pretty much live by it. So 
Well, for me, it's like you need less of it. You don't eat as much of that trash. You don't eat as much of that trash because you need less of it to do the same job. So it's it, it yeah, tastes yeah, better, yeah. and you use less of it. So it's probably better for you. Oh, yeah, probably yeah. And just the taste, like you can't beat it. I mean, yeah, you're spending a few extra bucks on it, but oh shit, it just tastes so good. Yeah, but you're getting double the taste for half the sugar, really. Like if you're using like that yeah. bullshit pancake syrup, you're like drowning your fucking cakes in it to get the same flavor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Sounds like you'd fit in uh, up here Dude, in Canada. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you use less of it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just yell at them, man. Why don't you, Thomas? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to get pitted over here. Coronavirus quarantine. Oh yeah, I know. Everyone's getting antsy being stuck inside. Like yeah, we got a house full right now too because it's like like I said, everyone's trying to avoid going out and everyone's getting a little stir crazy. I've been taking advantage of the coronavirus deal, seeing other people's downfalls and stacking up on it. <laughs> Who's trying to sell some shit? Somebody's like, I need to get rid of this yeah. lawnmower. So like, I bought their lawnmower and then took my old one and power washed it and pumped the tires up and sold it mm-hmm. to somebody else and like came out with a brand new lawnmower for free, basically. That's tight. Dude, uh, that hey. we actually had a guy hit us up about buying a moped uh, about a week ago. And mm-hmm. I didn't have anything that was like ready and running. I was like, it'd probably be about two weeks before I have something. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, what do you got running right now? And I'm like, so I, so I called Thomas up. I go, Thomas, what do you got? You hold any bikes? You got something for sale? He's like, oh, I got this Tomos. Looks pretty clean. You know, really nice red Tomos. And I took pictures of it. Or he, Thomas took pictures and sent it to me. I sold it, sent it to the guy. And the guy's like, cool, man. That's it, man. That's that's it. I want it. I, I'm, I'll take, take it. it. I'm sold. I'll take it. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, all right, well, it's going to be about two weeks before I come in there and get it. I'm like, well, I told you I could add another bike right in two weeks. But sure, whatever. I'll hold it for you. No big, no big deal. I'll hold it. And the guy's like. As soon as all the Corona stuff really popped off, he hits me back up. He's like, hey, man, like, shit's really hard out here in the streets for me, man. This, this Corona thing. He's trying to use the Corona thing to get more money off the bike. And well, I'm it's like, already oh, cheap. it's already cheap. I'm like, dude, like, I'm not going to give the thing away. The, the time and effort and money that it takes to fix a broken bike, like, I'm not just going to give that away, like. Uh, turns out cheap. the coronavirus, like all things, will pass. You know, like stocks will go up. Yeah. You know, Boeing's not going to stop making planes and bombs, right? Their yeah. stocks are really low right now. I'm going to just hold on to that shit and sell it to someone else down the road. Yeah. And he was like, "All right, you're right. I'm I'm going to get it anyway." I'm like, "Exactly." Like, He's full of shit. Yeah, he was just full of yeah, shit. He was cool. trying to get like a Corona discount. What are you selling that bike for? Five hundred bucks? I mean, come on. Five fifty, five fifty. That bike is clean, clean as running shit, dude. It's a really nice stock bike. Like you barely kick it backwards, it starts like quarter kick. Oh, it's day. got uh, new reads, uh, new intake, upgraded sixteen shaw. I think it is on it. Uh, really, it just needs a pipe. That's it. New oh, new brake lines, new throttle cable. Uh, you put a new brake line on it. Yeah, good to go. Got a bunch of new shit on it. Like I've got. Okay. I, Probably that in it, you know, by the time you, you sell it, that's what yeah. you got in it. And the only bummer, too, is, like, the guy lives in Maryland, and which is, like, a little further away from us. It's, like, it's probably, like, a two-and-a-half-hour trip from him to come go come down and get it. Richie's you know? got a bike for him. And, I'm, and I was like, dude, like, why don't you try something closer to where you live? And I sent him a link to our homies that live in Maryland. I'm like, yo, these guys live in Maryland. They sell bikes all the time. He's like, man, that's not what I'm trying to do. Why are you trying to do? Like, he got all upset about it. I'm like, dude, like, he's like, that doesn't help me. I'm like, how, how would reach out to someone who lives closer and not help you. And he's like, because all the bikes in Maryland are $1,000. I'm like, oh, so you're trying he to... He just s- makes an <laughs> assumption. He doesn't even know because they haven't looked, really. Yeah. We just saw one bike. Okay. What are they selling yeah. for up in the, the Canuck area? Um, 
A good, clean running. Like, well, some of the most common bikes you have here, of course, are Tomos. Uh, we got Mobies, and then after that, it kind of trails off. Uh, I've gotten some really weird ones over the years. Um, but, like, a clean a clean running Tomos, you probably get for 700 Canadian. And so, like, say, like, 500, 400 uh, American. Pretty good. So, pretty good. Dude, your dollar sucks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> oh, our dollar sucks right now. Like, really sucks. The shitty thing, like I said, I get most of my parts from treat. So I'm like, oh, you know, the borders are closed right now. And, Damn. you know, the dollar the way it is. I'm like, I guess I'm going to put that off. But I've got a, I've got a hoard of parts here. And admittedly, about 19 mopeds to go through and figure out what needs to be Ooh, fixed. boy. So, the stacks are deep over yeah. there. I thought I was <laughs> well, pretty much what it was. <laughs> when you uh, sell a yeah, moped, well, do you get uh, like a moped child as well up there like we do down here? Uh, not so much cause we're so scattered here. There's a, there's a few people I've met, uh, there's a guy a town over, like I got a few of my friends into riding, but I've admittedly, I've been kind of, uh, you know, uh, in hibernation moped wise for the last little bit. Um, actually when I, when I started getting into it, actually you guys, had, I think you guys were on like the 15th episode of, uh, an open Monday podcast. So I started Long listening time to listener, it. First con caller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. I listened to it a few times. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shout out to Moped Monday Podcast. Yeah, that's us, I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, no, honestly, like, I've listened to it a few times through because I've got a memory of a goldfish or two, but the thing I love is just, like, the, the camaraderie and that of, like, the moped community. And like I said, I've been, the first rally I went to was back, you know, when was that? Uh, back in 2008? Yeah, 2008 was the Blood Drive uh, Mosquito Fleet 666, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it was just like the community and that I absolutely love. So yeah, your guys' podcast is like, you just get that feeling about it where it's like, yeah, you're shooting the shit with buddies and that, but that's the whole, that's the whole point of mopeds, right? Yeah. Yeah. And less drama, here, more fun. We're just hanging out, dude. Yeah, exactly. And like, like up here, we're, we're a little bit more scattered. Like there, I got a few friends that lived in mission here that we, we got out riding and uh, a guy in Abbotsford, which is the town over. But then after that, they just kind of scatter out where a couple people in Vancouver, it's like, it's not very not really popping if you will, but, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I, I try the best I can to try getting people into it. Um, yeah. actually one of the first, uh, first, my, my FA 50, I ended up selling it to my girlfriend at the time, her best friend, cause she needed some ch- cheap transportation and had that for a bit. I messaged her cause I'm like, if you ever want to sell it back, like I love that FA 50, it was absolute bulletproof. Just you know, sell it back to me. And it was about a year later, I even messaged her seeing how it was going. And she's like, oh, I sold it to some guy and, you know, a couple towns over. And so that was like that moment that I instantly regretted selling the bike. Thomas oh, has man. gone through that so many times. Like, yo, man, I'll sell you, yeah, I'll <laughs> sell you this time. bike, but if you sell it, sell it back to me. <laughs> I want it. I will pay you what you paid yeah. for it and possibly more. Just sell it back to me. So many times oh, yeah, yeah. I've always sold it to somebody else. Oh, I know. It, it, that was like, yeah, that was one of those like instant, like, you know, seller remorse there. Cause I'm like, oh, I love that thing. And all I know now is it's probably like in the junkyard, you know, being crushed into a heap of metal right now. Cause it's like probably something stupid, like the car needed to be cleaned. But, no, I bet it's something you know, worse. I bet some little fucking 10 year olds are jumping it and like ghost riding it into walls <laughs> and running it with no oil. Leaving it in the rain. Yeah. They got some fucking mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, What's that damn ass video game that kids are playing online now? Uh, World of Warcraft <laughs> stickers and shit on it, or whatever. Totally disgracing it. Uh, stickers, stickers you can just use a heat gun to get off. So it's like, come on, man. Don't, but, yeah, don't, don't disrespect the horde, Thomas. Ugh. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah no, I've, had, I've had a few bikes stolen too and like one of them actually actually it was uh, the same FA50 before I sold it uh, it was my own stupidity because I, I live in a decent area of a small town here and I was like oh, I don't need to you know first bike don't need to lock it up who's going to steal this moped went out there one morning and sure enough oh it's gone yeah there's and always that one week. fucker walking by <laughs> that one guy just drunk enough and lives just far enough away where it seemed like a good idea at the time <laughs> well, pretty much everyone that lives up in this area are all like families since they got teenagers and that. Because I'm pretty sure what it was by the evidence is a couple so, teams took it because it was about a week and a half later. The uh, local cops called and said, "Oh, I think we got your bike." And so I went down there and it was just beaten to shit. The like side pe- or the side pegs were all bent up and the, like the brake light was broken. And yeah, they found it down some uh, dirt road, like you know, about ten minutes away from where I live. Mm. So I took it. Thankfully, there was a. Little- yeah, but say you ever think mm-hmm. about going there and looking for your FA fifty, same spot? Yeah, same spot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, I think it was a guy town over, but he was yeah, he lived a town over the one that bought it. It was some old guy supposedly, so who knows what he did with it. But uh, yeah, I've had a couple bikes stolen, uh, had a Tomos stolen, but I was happy they took the Tomos because right beside it I had a, a, one of my big little Solexes. So I was definitely happy he took the Tomos, not the Solex. Yeah. Yeah. So, so was a guy that stole it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this thing. Yeah. Is way the PM tried using the lever. PM tried using the lever trying to get the thing started. Like you guys said, sometimes it's fun to like put someone who has no idea how bikes work and see them try to try to fire up one of them. Oh, dude! They're just can't, like look at like oh, it, it hard. Yeah, well, yeah. the guy probably yeah, stole the Solex first and then brought it back and got the Tomos instead. He's like, <laughs> he's making his getaway at a solid 15 to 20 miles an hour. He's like, oh, this isn't going to work. I love taking people that yeah, have, oh, no. I love taking people that have only ridden like Tomoses and that's the only moped mm-hmm. they know and then try to get them like on an E50 or Pook or something. Like, all right, start this one. Doug and did just it. like watching them kick it backwards <laughs> and you're like, dude, what's going on? They're pulling levers and all sorts of shit. Weird. Daddy Doug was telling me he was trying to start that derby and he's like pulling the start lever, the decomp, and like cranking it over. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, it wouldn't start because it's like it didn't just fire up and then you let the decomp out, mm-hmm. you know. But for him, he's used to the Pook where it fires up and then you let mm-hmm. off the clutch lever. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, Waiting for it to fire, but he never let off the fucking decomp for it to actually go. He's like, yeah. "Oh man, I didn't fucking realize it <laughs> took me, took me a minute." Sometimes, dude. That's why I like mopeds. They're like a little finicky, a little this and that, you know. Yeah, it's like a puzzle oh, for cars. <laughs> well, that's why I ended up with like nineteen of them because each one has like its own quirk. And it's like, ooh, I like this one because of this, and this one's comfortable, but this one's nice and pretty. And it's like, oh, now I'm up to nineteen. Like shit. I always yeah. hated when I when I first when I first joined MA, looking at some of those people where it's like. You know, having they have this whole like horde of bikes, like like Chad Burke, right? You just see his like list of bikes, and like, oh, you gotta share the love, share the both heads with everyone. And then yeah. now I'm looking at my list, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I've got. I'm like now that I don't have room for mm-hmm. them. I can't ride them and maintain them all. Like, so, like I get them and I love them. Yeah. Like I, I worked on a couple of bikes uh, this week, and I'm like looking at them, like my black nostalgia. I'm like. I, man, I, I don't want to sell it, but I'm really thinking about selling that bitch just to send it out in the world and see where it goes yeah, so again, I can start the hunt again. Again. Like, sell it again. Like, this is the first time you sold a nostalgia. I sold that bike twice. <laughs> yeah. And I bought it, I bought it back twice. <laughs> dude, just, the, just hearing the number 19 mopeds makes me, like, giggle inside, dude. I'm just like... I know. It's like, ooh, 19? Ooh, he's a, he's a hoarder. He, he's got the bug. I don't feel like we're that far away, though. I mean, We're I, not. I've, I've had at least 25. Yeah. I had 30 bikes at one time. Yeah. Like, like 30 oh, complete Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't crested the 20 yet. Yeah. I haven't crested the 20. 
I don't think I've gone no, 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 over no, no. 15 at once. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because my 18th and 19th uh, were two Solexes as well. So I, those, those ones I'm just fixing to sell. I bet I got 15 bikes right now. Easy. Count them up. Can you think? Yeah. Can you figure it out? I got four or five Maxis. Maybe more. Okay. I've got are, now five, five are we counting Vespas. Down bikes? I've got uh, one Moto Cane. I got the OR50. I've got... Uh, Damn, I got all kinds of shit sitting over there. Yeah, you got a bunch of shit, man. I got tons. Of, oh, I got the uh, yeah, dude. I got at least fifteen bikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, man. I the yeah. worst is when I think of the bikes that are like that I have like money into. I'm gonna go count. Not right now, but oh, I'm gonna yeah. go fucking count. Like <laughs> I, I have a Grand Prix roller that hasn't like mm-hmm. left my garage in probably two years. Oh yeah, three years. And I know somebody out there leaning yep. like, man, I wish I could find a Grand Prix. I'm like, yeah, there's two of them in Richmond <laughs> that haven't seen daylight in fucking years. Oh, yeah. I got my little mini Vespa, uh, uh, a tie jetpack, too. Yeah, jetpack. I think I hadn't seen the light of day for a little bit. You're the mini bike. Um, I God, got, I've always wanted one of those. I, I, I decided that I was going to go all out on the motorbike again, and I started buying really <laughs> expensive parts. And and then I and then I gave up the dream. He's got the most expensive so tote have, ever. Right yeah, now. I got a tote box with a whole <laughs> lot of expensive freaking parts. It's not going to go anywhere for probably another year he, he, or two. He could have like fixed the seat in his van, but he decided to buy fucking a thousand dollars in moped parts instead. And so yeah, I've got a few boxes like that for because I got a couple hobbits, and I've got one that I'm I'm going to be completely doing up. But all the parts that have been sitting in the box for like three years now, four years, like expensive box sitting yeah. there, expensive ass box. That's oh, just I know. Yeah. The, t- the title yeah, of it. He's yeah. <laughs> taped on the side. Yeah, expensive <laughs> box. Don't touch. Yeah, I've got that uh, Vespa <laughs> transmission sitting on the shelf that I've got five hundred dollars <laughs> of like what I paid in it sitting there. That's completely fucking useless to me. Yeah, still still need stuff. <laughs> no, I mean it's usable. I put it on the bike and ran it, but I, like after I ran it, I didn't like it that much. Damn, I was like, well, there it goes. That's what's hot right yeah. now. Somebody wants it. You sell that shit, yeah, dude. I was lurking your um your Facebook again, and I saw you mentioned about the Blood Drive Rally, which I've still never done a Seattle rally. I wanna I wanna go really bad because mm-hmm. I, I heard the rides are beautiful. I heard it's really cool, but. I like the hustle yeah. because you guys tore your bikes down completely and put them in the back of a car. Um, oh, yeah, those are the FA50s, yeah. And, like, that's, like, the dedication yeah. I, I, like to, I like to see. I love, like, I get a kick out when I show up at a rally and somebody's just, like, doing whatever it t- takes to, like, make it to the spot. Sure, dude. when I show up in my cool. diesel with a camper towed behind me, like, <laughs> generator power, bikes in the back, yeah. I, I got that's no respect. Bullshit. That's less impressive than the guy who takes a seat out of their vehicle so they I can get shit one, on that idea. I worked hard for that their, camper in their front seat. <laughs> like who's riding well, shotgun on your on your Honda Civic? Oh, that's your motorbike or your fucking Maxi or something? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to open a window. Oh yeah, I fucking let a nasty yeah, guy go. Uh, yeah, no. The uh, I'm driving a Honda Fit right now. Actually, when I went to go pick up the two uh, Solexes, I, I don't have a uh, hitch or anything on it. So yeah, I did the whole flip the front seat down, cram them in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least those are small enough. But yeah, I know back when I did the blood drive, uh, the great thing about it was um, that I uh, that, that was I was actually driving a she- '88 Chevy Sprint back then. So that's like a step up from a smart car. 
And so that's why it was like we looked at it. And I even actually had a spare motor in there too, because both my buddy and I were, were riding F-A-50s. So we, uh, we looked at it. We're like, all right, completely stripped it down, packed them all in there like a Tetris game. And then uh, when we actually got to the border, they wanted to do an inspection of my car. <laughs> and I kind of, I just watched and he pops the trunk and he kind of pulls like the gas tank or the gas can out. We had spare gas and he just kind of looked, put it back, shut it. And he said, just get out of here. <laughs> and like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bothering with that. Cause I'm like, it was all like perfectly put in there. Every little nook and cranny had something stuck in there and yeah, it made it down to the blood drive. Yeah, that's perfect. So, yeah, that, that first first rally that was 2008. That was a hell of a lot of fun. That that, that definitely I got bit by the, uh, the the moped bug when I went down there. They were they were great. I think there's like a few like key moments that like really get you hooked in mopeds. I think the first yeah. is the small ride, like when you ride oh, that yeah, bike yeah. and you come back with that shitty grin, and you're like, man, that was yeah. that was funner than I thought it would be. And then there's like yeah. that 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 moment when you like make something faster than it should have been. Yeah. And you're like, damn, like that's, that's cool. You feel, you feel like you did something special. And then there's mm-hmm. the, that moment when you, when you hit a rally and you're just like having a blast and you're or like, you're at the party or like, you know, you leave or you get back home and you have that, like that, like, damn, like that was really fun. Like when can I do that again? Kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That first yeah, was good the- drugs. Way too long a night <laughs> hangout session where you woke up with, sort of with no hangover and it was like the perfect night. Oh yeah, oh it, it was yeah, it definitely was an eye opener when I uh, went to some of the rallies. Like I said, where some were a bit more like more laid back, like like you know everyone you know, they were drinking. There was like a CeeLo dice game going and all that shit. But uh, then it's like I, I remember going to it was actually the um, uh, Wooly Bullies rally there when they had the the party in like the industrial complex. And like shit just started getting crazy. Whereas like the security ended up leaving. I can't really hire security. It was only for, for moped people because it was all free, right? Um, so they only wanted to serve moped people. But then there was a party the like right beside us, and those people started coming in. You can you can tell when they're not moped people because they're, they're just dressed differently. And it was great because you'd ask them questions. Oh, what what moped are you riding? Oh, I, I'm I'm riding a Toyota. <laughs> like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Let's get out of here. But. But yeah, it started getting crazy because like a guy showed, I can't remember like, all the details. A guy showed up there and he had like, he had a gun on him and. It was, was my like, brother. Oh wait, was that Thomas? It was my people. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was trying to get one of the gaskets to slip a drug to one of the other gaskets. So yeah. she could like work for him. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. They ended up kicking him out. The other the old like, NyQuil the and the drink <laughs> trick. Got him again. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like he's just uh, that's a great thing because every rally is different too. So like I like I said, I've been in a bit, bit of hibernation for a little while. Like got out of mopeds for a bit because again, it's kind of hard to to keep motivated when you you don't have like you know your you know, half a dozen buddies that also wrench and ride with you. It's pretty much just like like some of my friends that rode. I was kind of you know the mechanic. I was the one that kept their bikes going, and they're they're starting to learn. But then you know they got busy with work and all that, started adulting. So it was pretty much just me fixing bikes. Yeah, I'm it's curious, hard to keep going. So I'm, I'm curious, like uh, when you walk into a party, a bunch of people you don't know, what tells you it's a good idea to be like, "Hey, I'm going to ask this person I don't know to slip something in." This other person's like, "Where the fuck?" Yeah, people are. Dying. I don't understand what kind of an idiot. First of all, does oh, something like that, and the and the second of all, like, how do you, do you think that's a good idea? Like, how do you not get stabbed immediately once those words come out of your mouth? 
Well, like, like there's so much chaos going on at the party. They had like a band playing and all this. But he, he, that guy, he definitely was like from what what I saw, he was one of those confident, like, oh, I get my way sort of thing. And then as soon as like, because of course we're all you know moped friends, right? One big family. They just pretty much told him to get the fuck out of there because yeah. it's like he's. You know, oh yeah, can can you can you drug one of your friends? Like, yeah, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Would you like, like to walk with a limp for the rest of your life, motherfucker? Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's like, all right, go ahead. Yeah, you got a piece on you, fine. Do something with it. There's a hundred of us and one of you. Yeah, you'll run like, out of bullets. You do anything. I... Yeah, believe me. Yeah, exactly. Mom yeah, exactly. Mom mentality is a thing, dude. Dude, that's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, and so, and especially too, like we we all kind of you know you always get the idiots that, that you know at rallies, but you all still pretty much have you know each other's back, right? So it's one of those. Go ahead, try to fuck with us. Yeah, I mean that's the normal thing with mopeds. We all stick together pretty tight and like look out for one another. For them. I mean, I guess there's always a few bad apples in the group, you know, or in the batch. But how about we change that mm. stereotype, dude? How about we throw a rally? a ride and it's called like uh for each for each their own but, or like last man standing and the ride just takes off and it has the end point and that you, doesn't matter you make it you make it if you don't you don't the end result is we're gonna look out for our own you know what i mean that's true we got a bunch yeah. of outsiders we're yeah. not we're not we're not gonna not look out for the outsiders we're also not gonna put up you know in with bullshit basically like that's fucking bullshit yeah 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 Oh, exactly. Like those times too. I think it was, I think it was actually at the blood drive. Uh, I remember because um, of course I was just riding this, this pretty much bone stock FA fifty, so I was near the back. But there was a house. I remember the van was starting to back up, and there was a whole big group of us. So one guy, like you know, pulled behind and stopped, and was like, you know, you know, hey, you know, stop. And the guy like parked the van, jumped out, and was started yelling. I'm like, get the fuck over what happened? And then as he's doing that, like five other riders stopped, and they're like, yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do about it? And he's like, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait in the van. He like gets back in the van and just waits. Like, yeah, that sounds good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, relax. Yeah, like, Take a different route. Yeah. Enjoy the fucking butts, the butt view. Even if it's boys or girls, <laughs> sit back behind the group of riders, look at some butts, and laugh at them, and have a fucking great day. And fuck off. I've ridden behind. Exactly. I've ridden behind a lot of nice uh, boy butts. Dude, I look at the boy day. butts. Just yeah, as much as I look at girl butts. I don't care. Just something to look at. It's a long stretch. Aaron, follow. You got that wide load. Let me see it. Oh, dude. Yeah, let me tell you. Bass for days. Bounce a dime off that ass. Full tough power. Full low position fowler. Full low position. Yeah. Dude, um, have you ever had any like crazy moped accidents in your uh, time of riding? I haven't. I just I did the classic uh, early spring because, of course, snow up here, which a lot of people don't realize. Like, you just think of the weather that Seattle gets. That's what we get. Just because we're north of the border, it doesn't mean we have snow like 11 months of the year. We get we have like pretty mild winters. We Yeah, we get snow here. But then come, you know, like March right now today, it was uh, what would that mean Fahrenheit, like probably like 60 something degrees, 70. Like it was a warmer day. Um, but I early spring slipped in some, uh, some gravel and that, that was still on the road, but it was just in the intersection. But my buddy, um, when we were down actually at, uh, uh, Sacramento for the moped parade, uh, that was 2011. Um, we got to the motel where everyone was staying at. Uh, we just like pretty much in the two, two day, like two day sprints got from where we live here. I actually finished his uh his poop the night we left i think we left at 2 a.m or something and then just pulled like an all-nighter and just went as long as we could got down there got the bike all 
ready to go, slapped in the last few bits on it. And we were on our way to the first ride. And the streets of Sacramento, especially downtown, are kind of narrow. And there was traffic all there. We're going along in the left lane. And just as we get to the, to the intersection, a PT cruiser actually cut my buddy off. He was right in front of me. And he smoked that thing going like full speed. He had no time to hit the brakes because all of a sudden, you know, there's cars in front of him. Which thankfully, I'm really thankful because I told him he, we had, like, I just built the motor. So we were breaking it in at a rally. It had the, like, the Gila kit. It had, like, oh, every, uh, what was it? Uh, the weekend's pipe? I can't remember, but he, he had it, it all. It doesn't just, matter. <laughs> nah, fuck that, dude. Yeah, RIP to the weekend's pipe, dude. Glory days. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was like all done to the nine. He, again, that was one of those bikes. Like I just painted it too, which oh, actually, Thomas, I do have some questions about uh, urethane paint. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, know. Uh, I am not at work right I now, know, sir. <laughs> I know. I'm I know, just I was listening because you're right. Yeah, no, the last episode, I think you're talking about uh, with Chad Burke with powder coating and versus urethane. Because my bikes that I painted, I've done uh, just urethane paint jobs. Um, I kind of converted my one of my sheds in the backyard to a, a paint booth. But, um, yeah, no, I think that my, my Moby though, that I did up actually, I actually found that the, uh, the paint, the color code is actually chipping off of it a lot easier than I'd hope it would. So I didn't know what was uh, up with that. Cause I tried to make sure the temperatures, cause it was outside, uh, were you know, mean, decent. Sometimes it's just the, the thickness of the application. Like, uh, a lot of times I'll put, especially if it's single stage, several coats on. So I'll tack coat it. So as soon as it, I'll paint like something next to it that I can put my hand on yep. without ruining it. And then as soon as yeah. it starts to tack up, I blaze it on another coat. So I'll put usually four coats on. Oh, four coats. Yeah, I think I did three on that bike, but I probably waited. The timing was probably a little off. And they also have to, uh, something called flex additives you can add into it, which makes it more uh, durable for like uh, chips and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, actually, uh, on my my buddy on that, uh, the poop I was talking about was the Magnum. Uh, we did that for like the whole back plastic piece because he wanted that painted. So I put that uh, flex additive. And uh, put that, and yeah, you're, you're right. It made it like really durable. Well, the thing, I figured because the Moby was the first. Yeah, and the thing mm-hmm. about it is, you only need like a drop. It don't you hardly you because the more you use it, the the weaker it gets. And same with like a, yeah. a fisheye eliminator. So like if you're using that, mm-hmm. which most people, if you're in a real body shop, they will fucking curse me for this. But we use fisheye eliminator on the road because we're dealing with outside conditions and detailers and shit like that. So we can't necessarily mm-hmm. prep the cars like we want to. So like the fisheye eliminator. <laughs> We've got to use, you know, but if you use it just a tiny fucking drop, because if you use more than that, it makes the paint brittle and weak and it flakes and chips off easier. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Moby was the first bike that I ever tried painting, so I kind of, I knew I was taking a yeah. chance with it. Because I, I, I prefer, like, well, actually, that was the bike I, when I went to the um, Wooly Bullies rally that, uh, what's his name, from uh, Tomahawk, uh, he was down there with his Moby. And it was kind of one of those like proud moments where he came by and he looked at mine. And he's like, "Oh, that's a beautiful bike." He's like, "Did you paint that?" Because I even I even um, wet sanded it and polished it and everything. Like when I finished, and some of the, uh, that fucker some was of like pure finish. Yeah, well, some of it could just be adhesion. Like a lot of times, I don't prime bikes that are mopeds because they're already mm-hmm. single stage. I just take them and scratch the living shit out of them with like mm-hmm. two twenty grit, the whole thing, power wash it with degreaser, and then come back and clean it again. If it's not clean. And it's not scuffed good or yeah. scratch good. The paint will just chip easy. There's nothing to hold it. There's nothing oh, okay. to make it stick to the body. Yeah, yeah. Because what I ended up doing with that one is I took it to uh, I, I sandblasted it myself, um, and then I uh, did a primer coat on it. I think a couple primer coats, and then uh, did the color coat, and then clear coat. Is it chipping all the way to the metal? 
No, it's just shipping down to the uh, to the primer. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't yes, yeah, that's weird. I would say if it's shipping all the way to the metal, it could be because it's not like an acid etched primer. Because yeah. like a lot of times, I don't even use the fucking primer on single stage because you don't need it. You know, as long as you feather yeah. it out, you can just shoot right over and it's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that one there, like I said, I need to do a bunch of work to it anyway, so I'll probably strip it down again and uh, do it. Do a second second attempt at it. Strip it down. Well, send it to yeah. Richmond. I'll shoot it for you. Sweet. Do some custom yeah. shit. Well, I'll, I'm, I'll I'm, draw some dicks in it. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> well, I, I liked your guys' idea. I was, I was contemplating the the whole pipe and uh, frying bacon on it. I was like, oh, I so want to fucking do that. But it would have to be like Canadian maple bacon or something if it went down to a rally. Yeah, or just get, get like some some small metal tubes, you know, so you can just like slip a couple of hot dogs in the tube. Yeah, cook, cook hot dogs all right <laughs> on the road. That'd be also legit to you. That'd yeah, be a funny, really be a funny rally down. prank to start putting little pieces of hot dogs in people's pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough to like hey, make it back run poorly, but just like a little piece that you kind of like, man, what's that smell? Like you have to get it in. Oh yeah, getting in there good. So they're just they're absolutely blasting all the time, just spitting up chunks of hot dog and hitting people <laughs> behind them, like smacking the face of hot dog. I think someone got <laughs> glittered one time. They got like glitter in their exhaust pipe or something at some rally. That'd oh yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> oh man, but that that shit would just be coated on the inside there from all the oil and that. You'd never be be able to get it fully out. Shooting glitter for days, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like what's the what's like the 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 greatest fuck you prank, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I always appreciate the extra long zip tie attached to the rim. What? Like the really oh, long yeah. zip tie. So like, as soon as you get moving, the damn zip tie slides down the spoke and is extra long. It's just like flopping around. Little dirt bike. It's just annoying. And then you get like, there's no way to get it off without like cutting it or something. It's not like you can just rip it off. Yeah, that's not gonna actually mess anything up. That's it doesn't really fuck funny. anything up, and it's just annoying. It's yeah, obnoxious. I like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we used to do it at the drive shaft. Our friends in the four wheel drive world, we take these giant, like they're almost like one inch wide, like aircraft, two foot, three foot long zip ties, and stick them on the drive shafts of the trucks and the jeeps and shit. And as soon as they get moving, they start unwrapping, and that drive shaft is spinning like three times faster than the actual truck is driving. The thing's just flopping around, smacking everything underneath the truck. They always knew what it was eventually, but once it happened once to you, you knew what the fuck it was. As soon as you heard it, you're like, motherfucker, I got zip tied. Yeah. Well, if this goddamn quarantine shit lifts, dude, I say this summer is like the summer of like just like testing out moped pranks in Richmond. And once we uh we land on a couple, we fucking rallies up, dude. Who's who's ready for it? Are we coming through pranks left and right? I know, yeah, with the whole quarantine, I was kind of hoping to make it to the uh, to the mosquito fleet this year with a bike, but then of course all this shit's no. going on. So I now, now I'm just the, actually getting my bike sick. I know the prank. I got oh, yeah. it. You know uh, what pops in oil? Popcorn. Get you like a nice tube. Slip it, slip it down the fucking stinger of the exhaust. Pour some popcorn in there. The thing gets hot enough. The air is going out. It's like an air popper. Boop! Shooting popcorn out the exhaust. <laughs> I think it's pretty igniting. I'd like to see if that works. Yeah, I'd be willing to just film us doing that in the garage just to see if it works. Just to see if it works. That'd be fucking great, right? Yeah, I'm in. That's a pretty good idea. Come over this week. I'm (laughs) into it. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Ready. I mean, how how hot does it got to be for popcorn? Let's look it up. I don't know. Probably not that hot. Uh, I'm sure we could... uh, We could find out. Maybe we could ask... 
or like yeah, let's a, let's, a studio let's, assistant. We've got a studio assistant in here. Let's ask her. Hang on one second. Let's get her set up. Okay. Alexa, what's the popping temperature of popcorn? Here's something I found on the web. According to Sue.edu, did you know that most popcorn will pop when the kernel's internal temperature reaches 400 to 460 degrees Fahrenheit? That's pretty hot. But that's about that's what the pipe hot. temp is. 400. Yeah, that's about what the pipe because most of your heat is put into the pipe after the flame happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's why your cylinder stays yeah, cool because it's sucking the fuel in, which is much cooler, which cools the cylinder along with the air. That's why you're only reading like, you know, 275, 350, you know, but if you got a cast iron kit, you know, you're going to read higher temperatures because it retains the heat more. So, yeah, I bet that would work. Well, yeah. You guys, you guys gonna, have to test it now. Yeah, you guys are going to hear about that next week. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a video on that too. Yo, we got to call the FA50s. We could, we could pour them in the FA50 <laughs> pipe and just let it rip. How much popcorn did uh, you pop and you just set an FA50 on fire? Fill the whole gas tank with popcorn. And then burn the bike. That's fucking FA50. No, I'm just kidding. Those are great, great bikes. <laughs> Why you hating on the FA50? Yeah, 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 you never not. even owned one. I'm not. They're good bikes. They're fine. Did you guys ever get the townies <laughs> up there in the fucking Canadian country? Uh, not so much up here. Um, I think some of the, the weirdest ones I got looking at my list, like I've got a bot of this. I've got actually my Mallet Duty commuter. That one's a weird one. Cause it's a three speed twist shift. So that one was a, a weird one. Uh, mostly Mobies. Um, if you I got a, oh, a gray market. Yeah. If you ever get the yeah, chance buy the fucking Yamaha Townie, it, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the f- most fun bikes to rip around. It's like solid 30, 35 miles an hour. Yeah. Crazy comfy. Like, Stack it on, lots of yeah, shit. I, think that, and I, I, I would like to get one. I'm going to keep my eyes out for that. That's what you should have taken on your trip, dude. dude they don't give a fuck what kind of weight you, you put on it. You got 19 mopeds. You don't need any more. No, you need it. The town, <laughs> it's, that's the thing, though. See? If, if I, could, I really want to... Uh, uh, they make a, a red townie, the yellow townie, and the white townie. It's like you got to collect all... Th- it's like when you go to McDonald's and like get the fucking... You know, when they have like, oh, today's like the Mickey Mouse like collection series. You know, like every week you got to get your Happy Meal and get the fucking toy. Yeah, the town. Here we go. You got you have nineteen bikes. Tell me ten bikes that you'd have to have. Out of the already nineteen bikes he owns? Uh, no, out of out of all mopeds, like what would what would be the ten that you'd have to have? I bet I can think of three. Well, I, so I definitely need a need to have a Moby. Uh Hobbit for sure too, because uh Hobbit. Um that Malaguti of mine I really like. Uh, I've actually got a really weak spot and I can't find them up here, of course, um, for the, the Pinto. I've always wanted the Pinto. I got buckets um, So up. then I see the pictures of like Ashley's and I'm just drool over that one. So, um, I'll show you that one. She don't ride it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I tried to get my girlfriend to ride bikes and she's like, I don't want to even touch them. And then she looks at the 19 I've got and she's like, yeah, you're selling some of these. And I'm like, yeah. Dude, I went and we, like, she wanted to ride motors for a minute, so I was like, alright, cool, I'll buy you a motorcycle. So we bought, like, some garbage motorcycles, you know, here and there, and, like, they always, like, turn signals wouldn't work right, or, like, you know, it's always something fucking up on them. I had to work on them before. I was like, alright, fuck this. I flipped a couple bikes, I was like, I got enough money to buy a brand new motorcycle off the showroom floor, brand new, And uh, but mm-hmm. but I'll go in half with you. So I went in half, she went on the other half, I think it was, like, 1500 bucks each for a brand new DR200. I bet she's ridden it four, 400 miles. 
since 2015. Yeah. Hey man, she wrote it to the to the mountains of Colorado. That's all that matters. Brand new. I'm like, yo, this fucking bike is sick. And then like last year, I put a pipe on it, <laughs> rejetted it, and so like we loan it out more than she rides it. Um, let's be honest, Thomas. That bike is not sick. Dude, DR200, that bike, slow as fuck. It is not. It is not. Dude, that bike rips now. What a piece of shit. Fuck that. It's so much fun to ride. Ugh. Oh, boring. A, a bike that I've got here too that I'm actually uh, my plan is of course working the machine shop is I want to take my because everyone knows how uh, wonderfully put together the Bottovesses are. Um, I'm actually going to be taking a mini transmission like from an Austin Mini, uh, converting the well, ripping it apart, making a rear differential, and I'm gonna I've actually got a Yamaha RZ350, and I'm gonna hey. actually be putting that motor on. Yeah, that's some serious. So I'm gonna make a three three wheel three-wheeled moped with a differential so i'm gonna put that as your bike number five <laughs> yeah that'll be bike number five that, that, that one i know i'm gonna be thinking a lot of time into that one i would have lost the bet though yeah. see i guess three bikes and we're up to number five now i know uh, there you go um i'm trying to think what else i would like uh you know as much as like i, I do like the fact that uh tell us is just keep going like as much as everyone does hate on them it's almost as just you, you just keep up on them and they just run forever. It hates so. jealousy. But, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I think so. that's, that's the thing where you get better. I know, so. Yeah, probably Tomo's just so you know you got that one one good old reliable one. Vespa C Monte Carlo. <laughs> I've never ridden a Vespa. Like, I've never ridden a Vespa. You don't ride a Vespa. A Vespa rides you. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you know how this works, man. You'd enjoy it. Like, it's just it's just another dual variated bike, dude. They're fun. It, they're dumb as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. They make they, pull, they pull your heartstrings, man, and make all the right noises. Ooh, it's so yeah, good. They make the right noises. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, I'd probably, I would like to. Yeah, I'd like to get a bit. Oh no, that's 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 a lie. I think it was actually at um, was it the second blood drive that I went to? It was one of the. I think it may have been. Um, but oh yeah, hot hot blooded. I think maybe. And my bike broke down, and someone let me ride. I think it was a Vespa Grande. And I think it was just like that was comfortable. Yeah, that's like a luxury ride. Right yeah, like, I know. I, like, I, I hardly got the ride line. Sold it again. Sold yeah. it again. My beloved Vespa. I barely. I wrote it. Yeah. Barely wrote it. Just happened. Grande. Yeah, my Gone. fucking beautiful Grande. I sunk a grand into it. The like, Grande. I didn't make a penny off of it, and like I sold it for for a grand, which is awesome money for sell, selling mopeds. It's, you know, it's kind of dumb. And he was like, "Are you sure you don't want to make money on this?" You know, like. Like, yeah, but like a thousand bucks is the moon on this thing. Like, I wouldn't want to like, you know, and if I'm going to sell it to somebody, who do you sell it to? Yeah. If you're going to sell a bike you love, who do you sell it to? Somebody yeah. who you think is going to take yeah, care of it and love it as much as you do? Yeah, Fuck yeah. And when the yeah. fucking dad, dude, his daughters are going to ride that thing and be that like, That thing fucks. He, he hopped on his Hobbit and he's like, the Hobbit was giving him all kinds of trouble. And like, he's like, dude, I just took it home, jumped on the Vespa, took me everywhere I wanted to go. It's, you know, it's like... <laughs> If you don't want to break down, you yeah. don't have fun. Buy a Vespa. <laughs> yep. Except for biggest Hobbit's have been really good. Yeah, my Hobbit's extremely well. Yeah. Well, yeah. my mind, like I said, I've got to do it. I mean, it's all it's all complete. It's all solid. I just got to start like tearing it apart, redo the cables, and I pretty much every bike that, bike that I'm planning on keeping, I completely strip it down and go through every little piece, make sure it's good. Yeah, maybe I don't need to. Like you guys talk sometimes, where oh, you know, just you know slap a kit on don't worry about the bottom end unless you need to get to it but i i tend to like to learn if i'm going to keep the bike how every bit works well that's the so difference like between like the, right like we've always talked about this the difference between the bike you that you build for you and the bike that you oh, yeah. build for someone else 
or that you oh, just yeah, don't, yeah. That yeah, you like, don't really care so much about? Well, like I will never, I will never sell a bike if I don't feel comfortable on it. There was one time it happened and it was just cause and I don't deal with this guy anymore. He, uh, sold me a couple bikes, but then he, you know, it's hard, like hard times, short on money. He's like, Oh, could you sell me back that? So it was a, uh, Honda, how was it? PC 50, the four stroke. PC 50 is it? Um, but it was the, the four stroke one. And like the, uh, the handlebars, like the, the brake levers and that are actually all part of the handlebar. So it's not, uh, it doesn't just flip on like most bikes. And the one had broken off. And I, I found a, a new or like an old set of handlebars on eBay, but they wanted like 80 bucks or something stupid for it. So I was like telling him like, this is not a safe bike. It's only got one brake. The transmission case is leaking. The valves needed to be reground. He's like, Oh, could you fix it for, you know, 20 bucks? Mechanic so special. I, yeah. <laughs> I was go. like, super reluctant. I'm like, this is a dangerous bike. No, I need it. I need it. And so I, I literally just like ground the ground, the valves using a lapping paste and like a drill. And I just like polished them up. I got it running decent, still leaking oil out of the transmission case. I tried to do the best I could to seal that up. But then sure enough, like three weeks later, he went into a corner when it was raining and because he had oil on his back tire due to the leak, he ended up loot, like slid out from under him. And then he tried to blame me for it. So that's why like, I will never sell a bike unless I feel comfortable on it. Did he not try but to blame myself for being a dumbass riding a bike leaking uh, oil in the rain? Uh, he, he, he had a few screws loose, so I don't really hold it against him, but I just don't deal with him anymore. And again, because it's like where I live, it's like, oh, here's another moped person relatively close. Cool. Let's help each other out because there's like three of us here. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to do. And then I quickly learned, no, that's, that's a lost cause right there. Yeah, we, I should have known too. I should have known too when he said, oh, I used to have, or I've got this uh, Harley moped, you know, in a box. It's worth like three grand. I should, I should have known mm-hmm. when he said that, that I should, you know, walk away. But yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, I, I think everybody in the community has run across somebody like that once or twice in there. I mean, fuck you. Oh yeah. We run across them here and there once in a while. Like, you know, you, you do, you do your do good diligence to make sure you're doing your part to make sure things are copacetic and like everybody's on the same page and mm-hmm. a fair deal is met. You're selling an honest bike. And then, you know, it's always that one little detail or that one particular person whose expectations are different than somebody else's, you know, I mean, I can't tell you yeah. all the times I've sold a bike, given them the full mm-hmm. spiel, this full rundown, sent them, gave them the shred shed, gave them a bunch spiel. of fucking links, and was like, "Here's everything yep. you need to know about mopeds," because you've never had a moped. And then they've left, and they've filled it with straight gas and blown it up in a week. Oh yeah, I'm just looking for <laughs> then, reliable like, transportation. Can you sell it for four hundred? I just, I got to get oh, forty five miles to work every day reliably i'm like uh, th- uh this is not what you want <laughs> <laughs> no, you so, yeah this is so basically you're I, i'm gonna sell this to you like like you would buy a puzzle at the fucking <laughs> store like this is just for enjoyment it's a hobby you know like yeah. you don't know if all the pieces yeah. are there you might get half the picture you know? I'm, I'm always trying to find like the person that's my counterpart like where's the me or the thomas or the you they're like, well, we'll just come buy my broken bike yeah. with no questions asked because oh, they have full intention of diving into it and figuring it out. And my point about the puzzle oh, yeah. is, after you put it all together, you might not like the picture. Yeah, and then you sell it and get you another <laughs> yeah. puzzle, which we've all done. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this bike was fun, but I'm not How into How often it. do you run across that person in real life? I mean, you know, you've sold a few bikes in there. It's like rarely you find the, 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 the person anymore that's going to be like, 
I like the the challenge of the puzzle, the challenge of the project, mm-hmm. the opportunity to learn about something. Dude, I love. Well, my especially like you guys said before too. Well, you guys said before too, where it's like the younger generation, they're like not you know wanting to tinker as much anymore. They just want like the oh, I'd stop working, I'll just buy another one. Like, well, you know, mopeds are old. You got to work on them. Like, ooh, three thousand dollar, four thousand dollar electric moped, perfect. <laughs> Ching. Mm-hmm. Twist the throttle and go, yeah. bam! But I'm curious what the charger? statistics are of like what's the demographic that those are being sold to. It's not people who who would normally buy mopeds. I I'm seeing people that are like getting electric bikes, and then they're seeing and that's getting them into riding, and then they're seeing other mopeds because they're and then small getting bikes, into that. and then they're getting into mopeds. Like, man, these are cool. Oh, wow, awesome, it's fun because that's a vintage technology, yeah. and they're into that. The, and then they're seeing that yeah. style and that aesthetic. And then they like kind of drift into mopeds. I'm kind of seeing that a little bit, and that's that cool. might be more like down the road. Yeah, and that but, makes a lot of sense because, yeah. like, if you think of anything like furniture shop, and you go to IKEA at first, and all of a sudden you're looking at mid-century modern shit. Like, all right, cool, mm-hmm. I'm into this cool style of furniture, but now I want the real deal. Like, I yeah. want to know where it came from and learn a little bit more about it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what initially drew me into moped. Sorry. That's what initially drew me into them, where I'm like, these, these old vintage bikes. I was like, oh, these things are cool. I'm like, I know they're going to, like, I didn't know how to work on two strokes. I, like, had done a few few jobs on my car, but I was like, no, there's just something about them. And then, like you said, sometimes they just make the right noises, especially when you got this broken, clapped out bike. You clean it up, you rebuild the motor, and then it just run, like purrs like a kitten. It's like, oh, it's just a glorious feeling. And then the looks you get, too, right? <laughs> Going down the road, and you're, like, still cruising on that, yeah, like, 40, 50-year-old bike. Let's talk like, about the yeah. looks. I was like, Pearsley, I'm kidding, dude. What, what, what's your favorite moped sound? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was actually in town. I was, I was on my Solex, and I started noticing, you're, you're traveling at 20 miles an hour, and this van was following me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It thought you, you were a 10-year-old. Like, he to scoop you up. <laughs> well, I ended up getting back at, back home, but like we're it, missions pretty much on the side of a of the side of a mountain. So a lot of times I've got to you know gear my uh, bikes a bit more for the low end. Um, but I finally got it up here. I parked it. And this guy jumps out and thick east or like Eastern European accent. Or yeah, and he's like, "Oh, is, is that a Solex?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, back when I forget where he said he lived, but he back in like he lived in Europe. He's like, I when I was a teenager." I actually used one for delivering to the uh, bakeries where I lived. He's like, I used to like, del- like, deliver- and I had that uh, Solex for years. And he's like, do you mind if I ride it? And I got to go ahead. So he had the big, like, here's a 60, 70 year old guy with a big grin on his face going up and down the road. But it was like, it was kind of cool where it's like, cause he even said to his wife earlier in the year, oh, I'll probably never see a Solex again. And then he's like, I was just sitting in the intersection to see this cool thing on by. Hey, uh, do you guys, I've got something called a Safari Rovette. You know what that is? Uh, I may have seen a picture of it. I'm not 100% sure. So it's, I heard it's, of the Safari, it's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a Solex basically, but it's the Minarelli version of it. Oh, okay, cool. So front, front, uh, so it's front a drive, friction drive. Like drive yes, front drive, it's yeah. basically, it looks like a Minarelli friction drive bike where it's a tube frame, but the gas tank is actually in the frame. It has a fuel pump factory. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Shaw carburetor, and it does like twenty miles an hour. It's pretty rad. I don't mm-hmm. know if you'd ever seen one of those up there. No, 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 no. R O V E T. 
We're Googling it. Roll that, okay. Roll that, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll check that after. Yeah, no, we don't. I think, the, like, a, the weirdest ones we got, I got a, um, it was like a gray market because there's not a lick of English on it. It was a uh, Riga R12 or like a Ver, Verhovina. It was, uh, it wasn't Russian, but I work with a bunch of Germans that have, a lot of them have lived in Russia as well, and they knew exactly what I was talking about when I told them about the Riga. Uh, that one's a weird one. It's got, I'm pretty sure it's got a Yawa motor. It's a, it was seized. Again, like you said, buying a clapped out bike, the guy I bought it from, he's like, oh, the engine's seized. I was like, okay, cool. That's a weird bike. I'll buy it. So okay. not knowing where to even get the parts or anything. I didn't even know what motor was on it at the time. But uh, yeah, those, and then I've got like an NSU quickly, an old one, but that's just all in, in a box. But like anytime, uh, most, most of the time, 90% of the time, it's either a Moby, a Tomos, occasional Solex. Dude, the um, friction drive stuff is cool, though. Like, I saw, uh, I think Aaron Fowler at one time had, like, I think he sold it to uh, Stefan from the Buzzards, but he had, like, uh, in the box, I don't know if it was new or not, but it was a Gorelli friction drive unit for, like, Gorelli Moped, you know, name brand, mm-hmm. but a friction drive bicycle kit for it. I was like, dude, that is fucking awesome. Like, you know, like, if you're a collector and you're nerding out on this shit, like, you never see that kind of stuff, and it's kind of, like the early earlier stages of it or the less known, you know, items. And it's mm-hmm. super fascinating to see that stuff, you know, the, the Rovet, dude, the oh, Rovet yeah. kills the fucking Solex as far as style. Though. You got to look them up. They're right. Oh, yeah, no, I will. I will. After this, then yeah, I'll definitely look it up. But yeah, no, I wasn't to look that up. Why, yeah. Is there anything else you want to know about the trip there? Yeah. Why don't you have a Vespa? Oh, man. I would have been so- I know, I know. Well, I, like I said, I, don't, I think I've seen one, I th- but I think it was a chow, and the guy wanted like fifteen hundred in for it, and it wasn't even running. Yeah, because he had There's four grand who's... in it, probably. <laughs> he was giving it away at fifteen hundred. No, it was like it was like bone stock, <laughs> bone stock. There's another guy who had a PA fifty one, and he was asking fourteen hundred for it. Fuck, man. Yeah, I love I was like, one. I just, no, I just laugh at it. it. Yeah. Oh, I love I love doing the email where it's like, oh, that's a clean bike, man. Like, yeah, how long have you had? Oh, I've had it this long. Cool. Will you take five hundred for it? I'm like, and they just don't respond. Cool. Maybe he was Japanese. He was like 1,500 yen. No, I love the... I think yeah. I talked about it before, but like when I see bikes that are that expensive and I don't want to be a dick, I just like compliment them on the bike and then I and then I send them links of w- other places where they could probably sell it where I know those mm-hmm. people aren't going to have any qualms with fucking them up <laughs> on the internet. No, it's no, like, no, no. Here, <laughs> try buy, sell, trade on Moped Army. It's a great spot to sell your bike. They're going to chew your ass up on some fucking no. stalker. I, I like having more fun with, with it and send them like, yo, man, that's a decent bike. The price is good. And then I send them links to bikes that they should buy and try and flip that price. <laughs> <laughs> like you, yeah your, your bike is solid that's a good deal on it but in your area i was hunting around for that bike and here's one for four hundred dollars you should buy that and try to sell it for 18 yeah. Yeah. again too it's like I, I look at like the last bike i'd ever sell would be my moby because like it's, like i said I, I went down the moby hole and i know i'm not getting any of that like the money back because it's all sweat sweat equity and just expensive parts i've so. done it twice yeah. Yeah, bought all the Moby parts, all the go fast. I just got a new, it up, ripped it, sold it. I just twice. got a new AV10 motor again for no mm. reason. It's a hard hole, man. I think. Oh, and then, I, and then always, every time I'm just like, man, if I buy it again, I think I'm going to buy someone else's when someone else is trying to get out of it. Like buy someone else's. Yeah, like buy their built lot. shit, yeah. you know, for like a good price. But then like you're just like, nah, I want to build it from nothing. I want to spend yeah. twice the money. I want to make my own scratch. robot. <laughs> I will rule the world. I'll have the 
justice for to begin ever. Look what I have created. <laughs> I have flush washers. <laughs> I have flush washers on every moving surface. <laughs> you go crazy. You do like the you know like airplanes have those crazy uh, nuts and washers with the the uh, lock washer with the wire through them so nothing comes off. You know, go nuts oh, with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, just going balls to the wall. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way too, though. It's like if I'm gonna do up anything, I don't trust anyone else. So I'm like, no, I'm doing it myself. But then it's one of those. Oh, fuck, how much money do I have to spend on this? Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, let's get the mic attack clutch. Okay, that's a that's a good find, dude. Like just like saying like you have that because like a lot of people don't even know about that fucking pulley. Dude. I don't know what it is. Oh, well, it's funny. Cause you, cause you posted, you posted on, uh, you posted where it was, was it Doppler or someone had a new one? And you're like, yeah, oh, does Doppler's it compare to the old mic attack? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, and yeah, no, no, I haven't had the new one, but I'm like, mm, that mic attack. Oh, yeah, the Doppler beautiful. one's cool. Is it similar? Yeah, it's similar to the new Doppler clutch. Because probably. I've got that do- the Doppler like um, what they're running for the clutch is like the stage six clutch where you can tune the springs and everything on it. Yeah, I've got that <laughs> set up on my Vespa, that $500 transmission I was talking about. That same clutch yeah. pack is in my Vespa transmission. So okay. I know what the cost yeah, yeah. of that is, and like how rad it is. If I, you know, <clears throat> had a good use for it, yeah, yeah, that shit. Yeah. I, I like yeah, the no, Doppler no. setup. It's fucking tight. Like the new Doppler yeah. clutch pulley yeah. is like a knockoff of the Mycotech. Yeah, yeah, because that one there, because of that Moby when I took it to uh, Minneapolis. I, actually, it was one of the guys from Winnipeg. One of the well, they were the rodents. Then uh, they came down, so we were kind of the the Canadian group there. Uh, he saw that, and then he also saw the old, uh, I want to say it was Polini. Uh, yeah, I think it was Polini, water-cooled head. Uh, like I said, Treats only had like four of them, and he just looked at both of those, and he's like, how much do you want for that? And I was like, uh, no, nothing. He's like, no, everyone's got a price. <laughs> and so like, he, he hassled me the entire child. weekend. Yeah, I ended up saying something stupid like, oh, 1500 and he just looked, and he's like, ah, oh, I Fine. have the money. I'm like, no, no, you're <laughs> not buying it. <laughs> Even though your most ridiculous price, he was willing to take the chance on it. That was definitely one of those parts. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely one of those parts when, like, when that pulley, when that Mike Tech pulley came out, it was in my inbox, and I was like, I, I want this, I want this, I want this, and it was so expensive. I was like, I was like, I I can't pull trigger. Then it sold out, and then it never returned. Where, like, is it homemade custom shit? Like, where did it come from? Where can you get more? Like, you can't get more. Like, I mean, it came from somewhere. It came from Mike Tech. Came from the company, and they don't make it. Yeah, they don't make it. They made like a small batch. So yeah, Biggie, you can thank the, or you can thank me for stealing one of them from you. I know Mike has one. I've seen them. I've seen them around. I don't see them often. I've I've seen them more in pictures yeah. than I've seen in real life. I think I've only seen it in real life once. I I've got some experiences yeah. with that. Seen it in pictures more than I've seen in real life. Yeah, like my dick. Yeah. You notice he won't fucking push the button on himself unless I button cue him. It's here, dude. I got bad jokes all day, dude. Keep keep them coming. Keep them rolling. Not I'm not. dropping the dad jokes. That should be a whole episode of dad jokes. Uh, we're gonna have to get Doug in here for that one. I've heard him lay some some good ones down. <laughs> Doug, I love you, buddy. Take care of my Vespa. <laughs> Doug, all the shout outs today. I know. It's like he's a good like, dude. 
<laughs> so we're gonna have to like whisper Doug chants instead of uh, Doug, the ladies we, doing Brad. Doug, we kind of like you. Oh yeah, the Brad, 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 Brad. I'm gonna pick Brad up at seven a.m. in the morning. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Captain oh. Dick Dangler. Yeah, we finally got some freedom. Yeah. <laughs> well, what time is it? Let's wrap this shit up. Let's get yeah. out of here. It's been a good one. Yeah, it's been fun hanging sure, out. Sure. Here, yeah, well, do you have do you have any more questions? Because uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, oh yeah, and I was going to ask Thomas about uh, craft breweries out there. What are some good ones? Man, we don't have anything bad in Richmond. Yeah, nothing Ooh, is bad. I like that. If you want to, if you like, like to drink, that. we got a, a lot of breweries. Yeah, yeah, we, we got the same same thing here. There's like a new one opening up every weekend. I yeah. love it. Shit tons of breweries, all making weird shit. You want you want lagers, you want. You want you want bitter, you want not bitter, you want sour. Oh, I go for everything. IPA, stout, all that. You want uh, cider, you want coffee cider, you want fucking coffee paps. Yeah, you want this, you want that. They got it all, dude. You want to get a Mm. fucking what are those to go kado brawlers or shit? Like we got that. (laughs) You know. (laughs) <laughs> to go brawlers, yo. Yeah, yeah, we got to go brawlers. Brawler growlers. Brawlers, brawler growlers. I don't drink alcohol, so this is all fucking yeah, he weird. He just ran yeah. off the top. I'm just waiting for him to stumble some more. Like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't drink. So I'm like, the whole idea of breweries and microbreweries being, like, so big is, like, really weird to me. I don't, you know, like, I'm not even, like, a beer snob, so I'm not that picky, like, realistically. I mean, if it sucks, like... If it's super niche, like only a few market people are gonna enjoy it, like it's probably not my thing. I just like to to drink beer, you know. So if it yeah, doesn't fill, fill you up too much and it doesn't get you too fucked up, so you can at least enjoy a couple of them over a social occasion, <laughs> I'm down. You know. Until uh, there's a microbrewery here that uh, they brewed a beer. They called it the Glacial Mammoth Extinction, and it was I think 25. percent Yeah, it's liquor. What it was? Yeah, no, that one there was like they got in shit with the uh, the liquor board because they came in like, what the hell are you making? Like, oh, we're just kind of distilling beer, pretty much. It's like you can't do that. You're a brewery. They're like, oh, cool. We'll see. Like, we made it, and then they sold it. So yeah, no, that that was a strong one. Yeah, but, like I've had those, and yeah, no. it's like the one hit wonder. Or we, I think some of them they called some brewery brewery had something called a face plant or like face plant IPA or something like that. And I think it's a local mm. shop shop around here, and like. It's a fucking nasty girl, man. It'll fuck you up. Two cans of that, and your ass is walking home for sure. Mm-hmm. If you can make it. Home. Oh yeah. Actually, it's funny. It's funny too that you guys keep uh, talking about white claws because my girlfriend just the other week we found some at a, one of the liquor stores here. She's like, "Oh, I keep hearing about white claw." I'm like, "I do too." Talking about getting wasted on white claw. I hate that. I was like, "Oh shit, it's up here now." Yeah, I had some, and I'm I'm not one of those seltzer kind of. No, shit malt liquor and salsa water. Like, fuck out of here, man. Get a sprite and some vodka. Save some money. Oh. Yeah, I was speaking of that too. It was so great. Uh, the first when I went to Seattle rallies, it's funny you guys like you know haven't really made fun of any accent that I have because uh, when, when I went to the Seattle rally, I remember uh, someone was doing a liquor run and they asked if anyone wanted anything, and I asked them for a uh, what was it a, a Mickey of whiskey, and they just like looked at me like, "What the fuck are you talking?" I'm like, you know, Mickey. Like, what's yeah, that? I'm like, "Can you give me a two six? Yeah, they're like, "Could you give me a two six? Like, what? Is that small, medium, or large? I'm like, medium, fine, fuck. <laughs> yeah, pocket whiskey, motherfucker. I don't want to handle. 
Yeah, you, you, show, you like, got oh. something you got to shove in your bib you can't hold in your pocket, you're fucked. <laughs> you know you're going to have a long yeah, night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Evan Williams for days. Yo, mail me some awesome Canadian yeah. whiskey, will you? And some, uh, oh, uh, some uh, fucking some syrup, beer, maple well. syrup. Yeah, let's do let's do like a beer uh, whiskey exchange. Uh, my, what was that? My favorite Canadian product is um is Buckley's. The cider? You guys don't got Buckley's the, down there. The cough syrup. Yeah, you guys don't have Buckley's down there. Uh, we can get it on Amazon. Really? What yeah. is it? It's fucking <laughs> death, dude. You drink it. It's super thick, like maple syrup, and it. Cures all illnesses and knocks you the fuck out. Ooh. Yeah, it punches you in the face. All right. I didn't know you guys think. Let's do a. You got to send us an exchange. Let's do an exchange box, a Canadian exchange box. Oh hell yeah, yeah! I'll send some uh, shit your 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 way. You got my email and all that. Yeah, I'm down for that. You send us you send us a box. Yeah, we'll have to see about the whole border thing, though. I know, uh, it's like, just mail. They're, they're, they're not shutting down shipping and, like, We're going to leave it on the front yeah. porch and, uh, <laughs> you know. Plus, I hear that, yeah. corona, that Canadian Corona is fire! <laughs> Box full of Rona! Dude, um, it's been good. It's been a fun episode. It's been two hours. And we're gonna wrap yeah. it up, dude. It's a great two hours, man. Thanks yeah. for being on, dude. We really appreciate it. It was, it was cool awesome. Thank you. Cool I didn't expect you guys to like, like. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, if anyone wants to know anymore, because I actually have a paper written down here of like twenty-five, like quick stories of what happened on my trip, because a lot of shit happened. Well, maybe we'll run it so, back another it, time and get more into the depth with the uh, the moped adventure. Oh hell yeah, yeah. If it, yeah, if anyone wants to get a hold of me, it's uh, I'm on Facebook. It's just my name, Cody Bernonell, B-R-O-W-N-E-L-L. And then Instagram, I'm not really too big on there right now, but it's just C-M Brownell 29, or uh, actually our moped group is called the Frostback, so it's Frostback Moped on Instagram, which I'm going to start did. posting some of that. I like the headlight decal. Yep. It's like a giant snowflake. Oh, you got there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I took the, uh, the the Pook Snowflake and then just kind of extended. Thankfully, I've done actually a newer version on Mastercam that uh, my my sister's got a um, a cricket, so she can actually cut out like custom decals and all that. And so she's Dude, once the I uh, awesome. transfer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm thinking about using it for gasket paper and that yeah. too, right? Yeah, like you, you can do. Like, yeah, it's got stuff. like a sticky pad. You can plot them out, no problem. And you just scan them yeah. on any printer. And then, like any kind of yep. uh, scanner, you know, anything that'll scan it basically. Just stick it on there, it'll scan the mm-hmm. thing. You can stick it in the vector, clean it up, and then print it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was playing around with that the other day too. For, the, for that reason, I was like, oh shit, now I don't have to make like gaskets by hand. I can just, because like, I deal a lot with Mobies, right? That's kind of, especially since I've done this whole trip, I kind of, uh, I kind of know the, the little, in, like little details about them. So I, I end up doing a lot of Moby shit. So I'll probably end up just. Cricketing a bunch of uh, base gaskets to save time. Yeah, you can cricket all kinds of shit. Foam, like uh, gasket paper. All, you know, like we've. Mm-hmm. I have not done it because we bought one for the club for cutting stickers, and then like it's never in my personal possession. Somebody in the club always has it, and like so there. I don't know what the fuck to do with it. I have no idea. But, uh, mm-hmm. but one day I'll get it back and fuck with it and try to cut some gaskets with it. But uh, yeah, it comes with like a sticky pad. You can stick the material down to yep. it. Oh, they're popping off shots out here. You hear that? Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, just a little pew pews, you know, keep it exciting. 
Well, it's like a welcome to the neighborhood. Probably somebody <laughs> new moved in, so welcome to the neighborhood. Welcome to the neighborhood. But yeah, fuck yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, now I got a place to stay in Canada. Oh yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Just, just make sure you make sure you have your uh, passport because that's the thing. Uh, from all my moped friends in the states, it's like very few of them even bother coming up this way. So a lot of them don't have their passports. I've never had mine. I've never traveled out of the country, so I do have my real ID now, so I can fly. So I got to get my passport. But yeah, I want to go to Canada uh, and uh, fuck off. Oh, uh, out there. Oh, a couple of a couple of my LA buddies or like moped riders, uh, they came up here. Uh, the one he actually lived in Vancouver for a bit, but his buddy, born and raised in LA, came up here, and he's like, "It's so green and fresh. There's no smog <laughs> in the air." And he, he looked at me, and he was honestly was like, "Could I ask you a strange question?" I'm like, "Sure." He's like, "Could I split some firewood?" Like, uh, <laughs> so I like I had my ass I'm like yeah, here you go and he like went and just wanted to split some wood because Canada I was yeah. like yeah okay I mean Thomas has a pile of wood at his house or at the old ranch and we used to just like go out there and split firework for fun yeah I would do it out of anger I would I would fucking just be pissed off about something and go out there and just fucking huck wood up man buck up oh, some firewood great. yeah great therapy there yeah great therapy yeah but yeah eventually like I, like I want to get into like get deep into mopeds again like I said I've, it's always been there but I just kind of took a bit of a hiatus but I want to dive back in it and have some sort of like mini rally up here because I mean we got too many nice roads, forests, mountains, every like lakes, and all that shit here. Like it's gorgeous. So syrup. I want to hope lakes, trees, well, in the next couple of years. Green yeah. shit, no smog. Sounds terrible. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Place no lemons from up here. Well, listen, man. Thanks for being on the show. I, you know, I can't thank yeah, you enough for coming on. It's been awesome. And oh, uh, thank you. We hope to see you soon at a rally near us. I don't know. I think looks like. You know, MA's canceling a lot of things potentially for the rally season yeah. for a little bit, but that's not going to be the end of the world, hopefully. And uh, we'll catch you. Well, it gives time. me a year to build some bikes. It gives me a year to build some bikes and get to some good rallies and have some decent bikes out there. Yeah, you, it, potentially you could have 17 more new riders <laughs> in your area if you kept three of your bikes or two of your bikes. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll see which one's next. Yeah, fuck your car, ride a moped. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Thanks so much for calling, and uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm enjoying the podcast every Monday. So. Oh, yeah. Thanks, dude. All right, man. Get you up with you later. Call any oh, time. By the way, by yeah. way love, love the shirts, too. I got, I'm wearing mine right now. Sick. They're super comfy, so thanks for that. Yeah, Sweet. we appreciate the support, man. It helps out. Believe me. Yeah. All right, guys. You take it easy and be safe out there. Don't be getting sick. So. Yeah, yeah, hit us on the IG so we can uh, know where to send stuff. I think he's out. Okay. Okay. Oh, there he is. All right, later. All right, bye. All right, bye. Boom. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was fun. And um, I guess we'll just wrap it up quick. Um, like Thomas is doing a discount on some parts. Uh, we're doing a discount on the store. All you have to do is put in the code word uh, Corona and get yourself a twenty percent off. And I'm in love with Corona. Love with Corona. We gotta do that cover, that'd be funny. Uh, we still have a bunch of uh, Moped Rich calendars, so those will be going out with any orders as well. And... I don't know, man. Hopefully all this stuff blows over, and we can get out and ride mopeds. I'm definitely never gonna do a 4,700 mile journey on a motorcane, because that sounds horrible. <laughs> 
I'm, Man, I'm, that... I'm surprised he made it and he got back, but he brought up. I, I figure if you bring enough parts and bring what enough an tools. What an adventure, dude. Like, that's a huge risk. But, yeah. you know, like, Staying with strangers at a week going in. Like, but the other thing is, like, when you're 21 and dumb, you know, like, nothing matters. Yeah. It kind of makes a. And it's not that he's dumb, but, like, when you're, when, you're, when, you, when you're a lot younger, you don't own a house and things like that, you've, you're able to take some risk like that. And so, like, I hope that other people out there who are in that situation fucking run with it because. It might be your only opportunity to do something dumb like that. Yeah, your know? whole life, dude. When when else do you have like time to take off for months on end? Yeah, and let it rip. So I mean, like, that's awesome. That's the way to do it. I can't wait for you guys to see the picture of his uh, bike too, with the stuff piled like sky high, dude. Yeah, it looks, it looks like my living room when I was fourteen. <laughs> so much shit, like just strapped to the back of this motorbike, like it's awesome. Um, yeah, that's our episode. Whoa, what number was this? Seventy three. No, nah, I think we're 75. 74? No, we're, we're 75. not 75. I think it's 73. You tell us what the episode is, and we'll get back with you. Fuck if I know. Um, well, what, does it matter? We're still in the game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're still, still doing here. it. Uh, we're so- here amongst the virus, amongst the <laughs> quarantine, <laughs> still bringing you the fucking content that you desire so hard. We're putting <laughs> it in you deep. Corona! What's that fucking, uh, that stupid uh, Cardi B yelling Corona? Oh, dude, I, I like Cardi B, but I don't know much about her. <laughs> dude, it's super funny. Like, Cardi B was just like... Is this recent? Yeah, yeah, just yelling coronavirus. Oh, shit. Coronavirus! <laughs> coronavirus! Virus! I'm telling you, is real! It's getting real! Woo! Bitch, I'm still- <laughs> <laughs> dude, she's always tuned up on some shit, man. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! We're going to end this episode with the Corona rap song. Here we go. Lyrics in the Check show description notes. Fuck your car, ride a moped. All my friends staying low key, acting like they don't know me.
nobody fucking with me. Ain't nobody fucking with me. All my friends staying low key, acting like they don't know me. At the run of my city, ayy, at the run of my city. Rona.